Hello, it is Wednesday, January 27th, 2021. Hey, it's already the 27th day of the month. Time's moving pretty quick. Very quick, right? Yeah. And we, by the way, we were pumped up about 2021, weren't we? Oh yeah, big time. It's slow at the gate. Yeah, that faded pretty quick. It is slow. 2021 is a slow. Now, I guess it could be maybe a closer, a sprinter at the end. Sure, yeah. But boy, this one's starting out same way the last one ended. Yes, it is. And there's, uh, there's... There's nothing down the pipeline that's looking great either. You know what they say? Every new beginning comes from some other beginning's end. That's true. And it feels like some other beginning hasn't ended yet. <laughs> you know what I mean? Well said. Even though we we changed the calendar there. Mm-hmm. Anyway, today's show, pretty good. Yeah, not bad. Not bad. Not bad at all. All right, let's get to it. Huh? If you like the show by the end of it, please be a friend, tell a friend. If not, just act like it never happened. Ty, let's get to it. <laughs> Yesterday, obviously, with one minute remaining before show was to go live, I got a text message from friend of the show, Aaron Rodgers, to uh, say, yeah, I'm come Aaron Rodgers Tuesday. Let's run it back one more time. Mm -hmm. Didn't have to, obviously. After losing in the NFC Championship for the second straight year, you could see how he could potentially be a little bit bummed. Yeah. A little bit bummed about it. Absolutely. A little bummed out. And with the firestorm that had completely surrounded the words that he said at the podium after the game, uh, you could see how I would even think about being like, hey, Mr. Aaron, uh, you know, if you come on, we're going to have to, like, if I don't ask about, I don't know if there was, like, that was my thinking. And I had to think to myself, do I send a text message to him? Not expecting a response, but telling him, like, hey, on Monday, I know you're probably sleeping on it, and I don't even know if you know what's going on right now, but the whole world, I will have to ask you about blah, 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 and blah, blah, blah. Thought about sending that. Didn't. Okay? Did not send it. Uh, He and I do not communicate like that anyways. It's, uh, hey, we go live, we have a conversation. By the way, for the betterment of everybody, I think, because Mm -hmm. I, I get a chance to really ask him, like, those types of things. So... At 1.59 Eastern Standard Time, when the text message comes through, yo, that's all it is. And I'm like, yo, all right, here we go. You in? And he goes, I'm in. And then LFG, right? Let's mm-hmm. And I'm like, all right, here we go. Come in, intro him. He talks. He clears the air on a lot of things. Now, whenever he talked about what he said afterwards about futures being uncertain, myself included or whatever, uh, that, that was obviously coming immediately upon, in his words, crying with some of his teammates in the locker room after the season they just went on with how tight that group was, obviously, with how much they were celebrating all year. You could tell that team really liked each other. And then whenever you lose, it's just over. Bang. Done for. How you doing? Everybody get the fuck out of town. It's Green Bay. We're not staying here during the offseason. Get out. Okay? That happened so quickly. He was crying. He said, in a look. Then he goes and does that interview. And while he's giving the answer, and I think he was, he said he was being genuine and raw, giving a real answer. He had to, as he was thinking of people, he was like, well, nobody's future is certain, actually, especially with what's going on and has happened. In the way he gave his answer, immediately, because he's Aaron Rodgers, the MVP of the 2020 NFL season. Mm-hmm. If you listen to the entire quote, I mean, you wouldn't have gotten that. And we were very clear on like, hey, we listened to the entire thing. It did not sound like a man who was thinking about retirement. People were talking about maybe he wanted to retire or maybe he was going to force a trade because we're seeing what's going on down in Houston. If quarterback isn't happy with the situation that he's in, hey, even if you get paid a lot of money, let's get out of here. So that whole conversation happened. And we always said, like, even though we don't think that's happening, if we're going to have that conversation, let's have that conversation. That entire thing happens. If you listen to the whole thing, it wasn't like that at all. 
And then when we talked to him yesterday and he cleared the air and said he didn't want to do it, hey, this morning, last night, there was reaction. Yeah. <laughs> okay, there was a lot of reaction. And it's because Aaron Rodgers is Aaron Rodgers. And it's because of the situation and the firestorm that had just happened previously. And by the way, he said he did not see it. I was, mm-hmm. And by the way, I don't think he was lying there whenever he I think he does disappear for Oh, yeah. Like during the bye week, ask him what he did. Did you watch anything? No. Did you? Like, what the hell does he do? None of us know, I don't think. <laughs> I, I, like, he, he might live a, like, I think he said something about a book or whatever. Oh, yeah. like, I think he potentially, like, turns off TVs. I think he's oh, yeah. no Phones. cell phone on yeah. him. Mm-hmm. Like, I think that's after talking to him. It feels like that's the type of, he's just kind of out there doing it. So I genuinely believe that whenever he said those statements, he might have had a thought that, uh, you know, maybe somebody would say. But I think he was just, like, so bummed about the season, didn't even think about it, let's move on. He disappears for a little bit from everybody because he just lost the game in a season. He was playing his best football. The team was great. He thought he was going to go there. Probably disappeared for a little bit. Then he said, I think Hackett, Nathaniel Hackett, told him mm-hmm. about what was going on. And that was when he was like, oh, kind of understood that the world had taken it the way it had taken it. So I, I think what he said to us yesterday – was his he said he wanted to be a, his dream was to be a packer forever like there was a mm-hmm. lot of things said there he said he will talk to everybody just like he does after every single season kind of cleared the air there's still there's people not happy with what he said yesterday no no <laughs> i mean i i i damn near have to respect the hell out of it like it, it's it's pretty impressive the way things just start happening you know <laughs> then him by the way, him saying he already has his MVP speech uh, prepared or whatever, which I would assume he was joking when he said that. Mm-hmm. Uh, it didn't seem like that. Or maybe he was being serious or whatever. Then he got people say, oh, he cares about the MVP. Yeah, of course he does. Come on. Like, it is wild to kind of watch this guy's world. Uh, you, like, I think that's what I got a chance to do this year. And I think we got a chance to do it. And it was one of those things especially, I think, as somebody who listens to the show or watches the show, you kind of watched Aaron's year take place like mm-hmm. i think we kind of want because anything notable that happened with aaron by the way we talked about it. yeah yeah like literally anything notable a a fit a dummy call somewhere a conversation with a ref about another ref uh rev- i think we talked about literally everything you could potentially want to talk about through the whole thing so whenever you get a chance to like just kind of follow a year with that dude what a fascinating fucking life yeah what Seriously, a fascinating absolutely. position to be in uh, and I assume people will talk about him for the next week or so. And into the offseason, it'll be a conversation. Then you'll hear rumblings maybe of a contract negotiation happening. Maybe there, there'll be the, those types of breaks. I'm not saying anybody told me that, but I'm just saying this is probably how this whole thing is going to go. Mark Murphy came out and said, we're not idiots, basically. He said, we're Aaron, Aaron Rodgers is going to be our quarterback or whatever. And I think um, – Shannon Sharp had a great take there where he said, uh, I think he said, when did you get educated to become Einstein? Because just six months ago, you were drafting his backup. <laughs> so I thought that was a hilarious thing. I laughed very hard in that whole thing. But I assume there's going to be something that happens in the whole conversation is going to kick back up. Remember after the playoff game, he said, my future is uncertain. This is what he was referring to. So this will go forever, which is basically everything that he does. And um, yeah, we're thankful to have, have that be a part of our show this year. Yeah. Uh, we have some great guests today. Sean Murphy Bunting in his second year in the NFL. He was a Chippewa as a uh, college guy. That's in the Mac, Michigan, one of them. Central. Central. Was that where PJ Fleck was? No, that was Western. Western. Antonio Brown. Yep. Mm-hmm. JJ Watt. Oh. He was a Chippewa. Uh left early, got drafted like 36 or something like that. Sec- early second round overall or second round pick. 
to the Buccaneers. He was there, by the way, uh, when Jameis was the guy. Now he's there with Tom being the guy. The last three games, he has three interceptions. He was on the all-rookie team. Seems like he's uh, going to be an absolute stud down there. What, is, what has changed in the building, you know, from a 7-9 and nine team to now we're in the Super Bowl. How you doing? Keep it moving. Mm-hmm, yeah. What is it about the whole thing? And about, about his play as well, coming from Mac, Mac football, we've all seen it. Okay? Oh, yeah. It's awesome. Action, oh, baby. Sure. Oh, come on. I mean, it is bad football. <laughs> yeah. Okay? Mo- more often than not, it's bad football. <laughs> Terrible. Easy. Easy. Hey, not look, that, not I've said like, my piece on the yeah, Mac, easy. all right? <laughs> That's at Boston Connor. His opinions do not reflect that of his employer or, or his peers. Thank you. Maybe Ty, though. No, 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 no. Yeah, Ty, yeah. Man, Ty no. In this particular situation. No, Ty no. Hey, listen, I love Big Ten football, okay? Mac football isn't much different, all right? You know I mean? It's not quite as good, but... Connor I mean, just I, said that Ty buried the Big Ten right there. Wow. That no. is what his eyes just said. No. I do not believe any of that. Jeez. Mac football is entertaining football. I enjoy it, but you literally have no idea what's going to happen. I mean, there was a fake spike guy left wide open for a touchdown to win. I mean, that was, that was, and that, that was just, it's awesome football, you know? It's like watching, um, it's like watching the MLS compared to all the other soccer leagues. Yeah. You have no idea what's going to happen in the yeah. MLS. The goalie might stub his toe while trying to pass the ball, and it's going to go in the net. That happened down the bubble in Orlando. Uh-huh. It's entertaining watch. That's what the Mac is. Now, Connor seems to hate it, but how do you go from that football right into the NFL and having success? I would assume uh, he's – I cannot wait to hear his story. And also, Chris Weber will be joining us. Ooh, all right. Big basketball. Big basketball show. Yeah. Huge. Isn't yeah. it? Oh, yeah. I mean, it's amazing that we have the ability to adapt to all these sports that we cover. You know? There's an Aussie Rules football over there. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. Right. Okay. We are one of the biggest AFL shows in America. I Can't think. wait for the season to start. <sighs> Come on. Collingwood FC. Let's go Magpies. Here we go. We cover hockey, obviously. I'm a hockey yeah. sharp right now. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Great game last night. All right. Fuck you. <laughs> <laughs> Penn's lost to the Bruins. Nobody knew what happened because you couldn't find it on television, but went to overtime, and they scored with 10 seconds left of fucking overtime. Yeah! Unbelievable! Had two three-on-O's, the Penguins. Couldn't get it done. Nope. Tuka Rass is yeah, too but good. Nobody saw it. Okay, Tuka Rass was standing on his head. <laughs> yeah, he was. Okay, no, nobody saw it, by the way. So it didn't happen. Well, yeah, I mean, that's anyways, the NHL. They need to fix that. <laughs> <laughs> I wanted to watch that game last night. Couldn't fucking find it. Nope. All right? And I feel like I've paid for... Every fucking thing you could possibly... Yeah. I don't know how... Yeah, yeah, I don't know how channels. I don't have it. Get, get the fuck on with it, NHL. Please. I would like to watch the greatest hockey team to ever exist. The Pittsburgh Penguins. Nah. Pens is the Pens this year. Whoa. Whoa. That's right. Holy no, no. shit, dude. No, the Bruins is the Bruins, no, dude. No, the Bruins are the team this year. We want the cup this year. Yeah, you can want a lot of things, but whenever the greatest of all time is playing for the fucking Pittsburgh Penguins, yeah. you're going to have problems, pal. Yeah. Anyways, that's not what we're talking about, the Bruins <laughs> sucking again. You guys haven't even been in a relative conversation what for the last... What are you talking about? We were the one seed last year. Nobody cares, though. Everybody hates your team. Everybody no, hates your team. Including your goal in Anus, you know? Hey, Boston, welcome to Detroit all of a sudden. Yeah, right. Yeah. We're still the favorites to win the division. Yeah, Beat we'll the back. Hey, we'll see you. Hey, it's a shorter season. All right? Yeah, exactly. Yeah, that's right. us. Spread to the finish. We're hot already. 4 1 and 1. <laughs> that's a very hot team. Yeah. You peaked too early. Yeah. No. Yeah, you peaked too early. We're just getting going. We're no, Sidney Crosby's got dude. the fucking flat stick, pal. 
all right? He's out here shaking and grooving. You're peeking too early. No. His skates are just starting to heat up. Mm-hmm. Our, our whole Hell team's yeah. not even on the ice yet. Well, Once Chris we get Letang, past the back, come on. Chris Letang is somehow in a funk right now where he's forgot how to play hockey. He's going to come out of that. I want to let you know yeah, that. Maybe not against the Bruins, though. He forgot how to play hockey because we're locking him down on D, and Tukaraz's club is moving at a million miles an hour. Hey, what's our goalie's name? Nick? This guy stinks. He doesn't have a mic. Oh, yeah. That's right here. Uh, Jari. Yeah. Neither does the goalie. <laughs> Tristan Jari. The mic, the mic would not be in nope. our goalie's left hand because some bitch can't just play catch. <laughs> be in the goddamn net. Just, put it, just play catch. Flowers is still good. We got rid of yeah, him yeah, years baby. ago. Matt Murray still stinks. stinks. He couldn't play catch either. <laughs> Seems <laughs> like this guy. Just play catch. What's, can they not do the... I don't know. They're doing it well in Boston. I don't know what's going on uh, in Pittsburgh. Tukarask, obviously. All right. Anyways, we talk NHL. Of course. That's what we're saying. Yeah. Hell yeah. It's hockey talk. NHL sharp in here. Hell yeah. But NBA is something we really, whenever we get into our groove. Oh, man. Oh, we just lost viewers. Look out. When we get into our groove in the NBA, (laughs) I mean, it gets going good. And today we got Chris Weber joining us. We're already done talking about hockey. Yeah. Yeah, you just got the microphone too. I saw that, but we got to move on. Hockey kills ratings, as yeah. does what we're currently talking about. Because <laughs> nobody really wants to hear. Just went down again. Our thoughts on NBA. No. But I will let you know, I think when we talk to Chris Weber, we will get valuable information for when we are gambling on the yes. NBA. Oh, yeah. And things if we want to sound as if we know what's going on in the NBA. I watch highlights all the time. Hey, saw what Austin Rivers did last night. Wow. Mm-hmm. For the Knicks. Wow, Austin Rivers. Big how about it? Hey, how about it? Doc's kid. Yeah. <laughs> Anyways, he'll, he'll be on with me and AJ, so that's even better. <laughs> me and AJ Hawk will be talking to Chris Weber. I'm sure there'll be good stories that'll come out of that entire thing. And in the second hour, uh, about 50 minutes from now, jet passing. Whoa! Yeah. 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 What? Fuel the jet? Yep. MLB insider for ESPN, jet passing. Will be wow. Back. Whoa. For those that don't know, this past offseason, our relationship with Jeff Passan grew mightily. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Very mightily. Mm-hmm. It was a great conversation. We're on the outs for a little bit, came back on. <laughs> yeah. We had a great relationship to kind of close out the entire thing. Mm-hmm. And now there's a lot of baseball news happening because Kurt Schilling said, I no longer want to even be considered for Hall of Fame. Okay, I'm fucking sick of it. Wow. Every year, all right, every year I have to deal with everybody telling me how big of an asshole I am. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's right. Okay, because my name comes up for conversation. Mm-hmm. If you could just... Get my name out of there. I would appreciate that. And the MLB said, too bad, pal. We're going to negotiate every single year. You're going to have to get this every single year. And by the way, probably never going to get in, so it's going to happen forever. Mm-hmm. And I guess Kurt Schilling is not the only one that's, like, kind of done with the entire uh, Hall of Fame process. Like, hey, I'm, I'm sick of everybody just taking a dump on everything I've ever done in my entire life. Yeah. Every single year, I'd like to kind of just disappear, actually. And every single year, this Hall of Fame comes come out. And uh, they're like, well, he fucking, you know, he was eating steroids that's right before right. every single time uh, he took in that bat. I mean, uh-huh. that is something we have to talk about. It's like, whoa. There's a lot of guys that are like, just take us off the fucking list. We don't want to be a part of they it. They didn't vote one guy in this year. Not one. I love it. Yeah, fuck them all. Hey, <laughs> hey take a stand. Not yeah. all of fame. Take a stand take is right. A, so Jet Passion, I did not get voted in for those that are Damn. wondering. Unfortunately. Son of a bitch. So, it is tough. I think my numbers hold up. Well, technically, you're not eligible to be on the ballot yet because you've only been retired for one season. Okay. So Good call. Give it some time. And what is you it, will. five years? Is it like uh, the NFL? I think it's, yeah, it's, it's either like five or seven or something like that. I mean, baseball definitely stinks as a sport, but like whenever the drama, the drama that is surrounding it is awesome. And listen, baseball people might come after me for that, 
we have our differences in opinion. Ty loves baseball. Mm -hmm. I love going to games, okay, but sitting at home watching, I just have no interest. I grew up in a city where the team tries to stay. So it's like, it's just, it was, and I never played growing up. Obviously, I am a professional player. Mm -hmm. Uh, You can watch that at YouTube now, but the, the thought of baseball that has intrigued me is everything that goes on around it. Because last offseason, I mean, there was a – oh, I mean, who's the guy? Who's the guy? Called it a piece of metal? Man- Bob, Bob, Bob Manfred. Manfred. Yeah, Bob Manfred. That Bob guy, Manfred. their GM over there, their commissioner over there, that guy is electric, dude. Yeah. He will walk right in, right in front of a microphone, take <laughs> his foot and just shove it right in his mouth. <laughs> I mean, it is unbelievable. Won't care either. Will not just do it again. Yeah. <laughs> he's like Philip Rivers in the pocket, dude. Yeah. Exactly. Philip Rivers throws a pick, he's coming right back in. And if there's a tight, tight spot he has to throw it to, and there may be triple coverage. Right He's throwing that it. thing right in it. Matt, fuck it. Bob Manfred will do that same thing. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. He'll walk right out there. Cameron? Yeah. All right, I got some dumb shit to say. <laughs> hey, but the outside of it is awesome. You remember when he was patting himself on the back for talking to oh, the, yeah. uh, the oh, Players yeah. Association? Oh, yeah. Yep. I called he, he the meeting. Was adamant, yeah, I wanted the meeting. I want to get this done. Okay. I am. <laughs> I would like to. I'm not delaying it all to save us all a lot of money right now at all. He's wild, dude. Guy's a buffoon. Anyways, we'll talk to Jet Passing about that whole thing. He had a Barbara Walters-like piece. <laughs> yeah. Oh man, mm-hmm. on a on a scumbag of a man. Yeah. He deserves ask. an Emmy for it. One week, I yes. think he should. He deserved one. I think he should. We'll talk to him uh, less than an hour from now, and hopefully, you one eight 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 Mad Dog Six. There's a lot of shit popping off, you know, like uh, drama stuff. A lot of drama mm-hmm. stuff right now. The Rams general manager Les Snead. Okay, he's the GM. Okay. He's the one who does the uh, the contracts where they paid everybody the most amount of money of all Correct. time. That's right. right. Do you remember that? Uh-huh. Mm-hmm. They had a team, though. Oh, yeah. Damn good. Hell, yeah. Then they had to pay the quarterback. Pay the quarterback now. Oh, oh got to cut. Got to see. <laughs> yeah. Can't Early. play here anymore. Yeah. Sorry. Get him out. Les Snead, who has built a great team before. Mm-hmm. Now, the salary cap definitely took a shot, mm-hmm. but he has built a team before. It seems like Jared Goff... And uh, he are, are going to be in a business relationship, potentially for a lot shorter than everybody else thinks. He just signed a massive deal a couple years ago. And then at the end of the season for the Rams, obviously there's something that happened to his hand where he, he broke his hand or something like that and had surgery. But then he came into a game after he did not start because... Uh, John Wolford. John Wolford. Yeah. The Wolf. Doc Hodges. Wolf. Uh-huh. Yeah. Shout out Doc Hodges, by the way. Yeah. yeah. Job out there. He might Wolf. be starting. Yeah. <laughs> Wolford starts out there, and Goff is dressed backup, but they not. He gets in the game. He does everything that you could ever have to do. Was able to do everything with his thumb. So then people started going, "Oh, so McVeigh, he chose to play Wolford over Goff." And then it's like, "Well, what are the questions about Goff? What are the questions about Goff?" Almost happened again the next game. They end up losing, obviously. And the whole thing is now is McVeigh and Snead done with Goff. They would have to move him then. He would then add a very crowded market of quarterbacks mm-hmm. potentially on the move. And it seems like that's something that's potentially going to happen. Are the Los Angeles Rams in play for, you know, no, they, can't, they couldn't be for Deshaun Watson. Couldn't mm-hmm. be. Yeah. But who are they going to try to bring in? Is it going to be Duck Hodges' team? Are we oh. quack-quacking over there in quack, Los quack, Angeles? Quack, 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 After we quack, saw quack. what Wolford was able to do, McVay's like, give me another one of those. Could well, be they, Stafford. Jameis in L.A. is oh, beautiful. Maybe Dak. They might just roll with the. I wolf. like Dak over Dak there. Dak would be great. They don't have money. They have no money. Hey, think about it though. Think about it. Think about it. Carson Wentz. Huh? Oh, huh? 
You just want a lot of it. Yeah. Two shit, two That's all you're saying. That no, 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 no. Yeah, you are. No, Carson Wentz would be great up in New England. Mm-hmm. Carson no, no, Wentz no. would be Whoa. incredible Whoa. in Chicago. Whoa. Hey, Chicago no, no, with Nagy. No, no. Oh my God, same type of offense, no, right? Andy Reid still in the whole thing. Carson Wentz. Maybe Carson Wentz even in Los Angeles. LA, I mean, that yeah. fits his personality. It does. Bingo to a T. <laughs> Hunting is not good out there. Anywhere but Indianapolis. You know, let's just go ahead and. Get him a fucking fishing rod. He's hey, Carson, you know what? Hunting's great. So is fishing. Look, He's not fishing. You ever used a harpoon before? Yeah. Uh, <laughs> if, it's, if they don't have John Deere harpoons, he's not going out People there. forget, Ty was a Big Ten angler. I was. Yeah. Zito, you're pulled. Did you, did you, did you cast a single reel as an Iowa not, Hawk? I did not. Uh, I got an email saying, like, hey, there's a meeting this Thursday. I was like, all right, well, I don't think any of the actual angling is going to be for me. But I will I will tell people that I was a Big Ten angler. <laughs> I, t- I paid the $15 fee okay. or whatever. Uh, so you donated yeah. to the Big Ten angling. I did, yeah. And hey, you were a supporter, a booster. Yeah, exactly. For you. You're right. What a hero, dude. You're right. <laughs> I was a booster. You were. You were a booster <laughs> yeah. for the Iowa Hawkeyes. Angling squat. Yeah. Wow. All right. <laughs> there's a, I guess there's a big time angler here in Indiana, like really good. I forget his name right now, and I apologize, sir. I should know your name. Like a very good fisherman. And he lives in Indiana. He oh, sent yeah. me a tweet, let's go fish, the last time I said the fishing's the worst thing ever. I don't know how anybody does it. <laughs> he's like one in the world. Right? Yeah, he's like the best fisherman of all time. <laughs> yeah. lives in Indiana. He's the Pete Weber of fishermen? It seems Basically. like it, yeah. And he was like, uh, I think... And then all his people, his followers were like, he'll catch you a fish or two. It's like, he'll definitely catch more than I will. Mm-hmm. I fucking caught zero fish in four hours of fishing in a place that said what? the fish are right below us. Yeah, that's you tough. did catch yeah. one. Don't tell yourself. Four short. hours though, I Last didn't. Last cast of a night. Yeah, four hours I didn't. <laughs> we sat on stunk. a shed in Lake Minnetonka <laughs> with potential wolves outside. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Not potential. There was. Oh, yeah. We heard him. Well, Ty was out there, too. I don't know if Ty Timber saw any. Ty, Ty, Ty had a little bit of an issue out there. Yeah. Scariest Sport. bathroom of all time. Ty went four or five rounds with an outhouse I, with no roof on yeah, yeah, top of Lake Minnetonka. Those uh, juicy Lucy burgers loaded with the cheese did not <laughs> uh, agree with my stomach. They were good, though. Hey, it seemed like it would have been a cool time, though, if like everybody else was catching fish. You sit in this like shed-like thing, and there's holes below you, and then you just have a seat. And then there's like, I think some have TVs in them and mm-hmm. stuff like that. And you just sit there and the thing goes down and then it literally just tells you and you just go ahead and reel it on in. Okay. There was like six holes, <laughs> me and four other people. So there was like one open hole or whatever. Yep. Everybody else was catching fish at a rap. I mean, a rapid rate. Yeah. I mean, they're fucking, they're basically just going Jeez. into Lake Minnetonka, pulling out these fucking fish. I'm sitting there, nothing. But a foot and a half away from them, not a single thing. Four hours. Then the last one, I go and cast it in somebody else's hole. You know, mm-hmm. I okay. go into a new neighborhood. Mm-hmm. I pulled out a fucking swordfish. <laughs> Only time I've ever caught a fish, my entire life, right there. We can't be doing it in the winter. I mean, you got to go to Lake Minnetonka yeah. when it's the summer. No, I bet it's no, wonderful. No, no, no. You, you gotta catch other fish. things during the summer. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Exactly. The hell is that? Bad mean? things. Oh. Bad things. Bigger things. You know about Lake oh, Minnetonka yeah. in the summer. Couple Vikings cruises oh, running yeah. through the oh, that was where they talk oh, about STDs. Oh, in the yards and shit. <laughs> it's not always yeah, herpes. About. Yeah. Hey, that lake was. It was. A, it looked beautiful. Out there. Oh yeah, the houses were massive, yeah, gorgeous. Awesome. You gotta wait till it's nice out. Then fishing becomes. We have fun. to get to a break. Sean Murphy Bunting <laughs> is supposed to be joining us a minute ago. That's on us completely. We started talking about fishing. <laughs> Shout out awesome. to the Indiana fishermen though. That guy's mm-hmm. a fucking boss on the pond. Yeah. <laughs> 
in the Super Bowl in his second year. He has three picks in his last three games, was on the all-rookie team his rookie year. Ladies and gentlemen, Sean Murphy Bunt. Yeah. Hey, second year, man. Appreciate you for yeah, joining second us. Second year. Yes, sir. How are Appreciate you, man? You. How's life? You're going into the fucking Super Bowl, dude. That's pretty wild. Hey, man. Hey, man. Life's good, man. Can't complain, you know. Uh, still playing football. You know, at the end of the day, that's what I love to do. So just blessed for the opportunity to keep playing. Keep yeah, going. Yeah, it's interesting because watching you kind of just take off here has been really cool uh, through this whole process. You you were a Chippewa, Central Michigan. How you doing? Keep it moving. I wish I knew yeah. what the chant was so I could have done it right there <laughs> to make you feel comfortable. But how, how do you go from... Fire up chips. Fire up chips, sorry. Fire up. That's on me. How do you, how did you make the transition so easily from Mac football into the NFL? Because at your position, especially, I mean, that's where the athleticism goes through the roof. And you would think in Mac, you weren't really facing a lot of what you're seeing now. Right. Yeah. I mean, uh, the transition, I mean, as far as coming into the NFL, I mean, uh, you know, I just had good coaches and, and good veterans to um, kind of lead me in the right direction. I had, you know, Vernon Hargraves. He was a good, a good role model for us uh, in that room because he was an older guy. Um, but still young in the league, but it gave him time. He had time to develop uh, throughout the league and stuff like that. And so, um, I mean, the, the adjustment was just at the end of the day playing football, you know, being able to play into the speed of the game and just uh, learning new things and new new techniques to use and just uh, going from there. Hey, last year, your defense, beginning of the year, not great. End of the year, very good. And it was Todd Bowles' first year there, right, with that defense. What yes, was it? Was it you guys just kind of learning what you had to do? What, what was the big – do you think behind the scenes, was there anything that potentially happened when, when you guys kind of realized that it clicked and you guys could be a great defense? Yeah, uh, it was a lot more um, attention to detail, I would say, towards the end of the year. Uh, guys are just tired of losing, you know. And um, I know for myself and I know for a lot of the other guys in my room, um, it got to that point where we were watching film, you know, every day in our in our defensive coordinator's office, uh, mornings, evenings, uh, whenever we can really get in there. And so just adding that extra aspect to our game made us a lot better, you know, as a whole, as a secondary. When Tom comes into the building, is there any more of that type of stuff that comes in? Like, has he changed anything in the, maybe the way you approach work or anybody else approaches or maybe how the culture of the team has changed a little bit? Definitely. You know, TB, he's a, the ultimate vet. I mean, he's a, he's a straight up champion at the end of the day. Um, but, you know, his his attention to detail, how he comes prepared every single day. You know, he comes to team meetings with his notebook every day. Um, our team meetings are only five minutes long, but he always has a notebook out. Uh, he's always looking at the playbook, always looking at the plays. Um, and I always see him just, you know, getting other guys on their offense and, and just making sure they're always on the same page. And um, that just rubbed off on their entire team, you know, just having that championship mindset when he got in. And us just feeding off of that and seeing how he goes as far as once he got there, even in the summertime, it was always just that leadership aspect that he had. And um, he translated it throughout, you know, the building, throughout our, our team. The expectations on you guys, as soon as he went down there, were just like, all right, well, here we go. Now they're in the Super Bowl, <laughs> right? Like that was, it, it, that was real. Did, yeah, could you, that was, that's real. Could you feel that down there? Did you guys recognize that or was there conversations, I would assume? Definitely, definitely. I mean, we you could feel it, you know, in the atmosphere. It was always as soon as he got there, it was just like, all right, let's win. Like it was no nothing else. Um, and even like you said in the summertime, man, it was the Bucks power rankings. We're number one. We're number two. We're number three. We're coming off a, a seven and nine season. And so, uh, as you can see, I mean, that's the dynamics of him as a player and how much he can change a culture just once he gets there. 
Uh, your defense, there was a couple games where early in the season, absolute hell was being raced. I mean, it was it was awesome. And then kind of disappeared for a little bit, maybe weren't making as many as the opportunistic plays that were happening early. In, but now it's back, by the way. But now it's right. come back. Yeah. That. I appreciate that. Hey, no problem. And you've got three picks in the last three weeks. I mean, that is unbelievable. A lot of people are saying you it was pass interference to hell and back <laughs> oh, on oh. this past week. But, hey, we don't got to talk about it. Hey, hey, we can talk about it. It's up to you. It says whatever you want to do. Man. Hey, what I heard was I, – what I heard was – now, Sean, I don't know if you heard this or not. What I heard was at the end there when they called that pass interference on the Packers – a lot huh. of people were like, oh, that's interesting because <laughs> earlier in the game, uh, you know, that was, no, but that should not take away anything. You got a pick in the playoffs against Aaron Rodgers. Fucking awesome. You have the picks in the last three games. What is it about the defense, though, right now? What do you think it has happened to you guys have played your best games of the season here when you need to play your best games of the season? Man, we believe in each other. You know, we're all you know, we're always battling every single day together. Uh, everybody on our defense, everybody on our team, they see the comments, they see the the, the negativity that people bring to our team. Um, oh, but at the end of the day, we're all with each other. You know, we're not going to be good unless every single last one of us is on the same page and we all got to be, you know, working for the same goal. We can't have uh, different goals throughout the room, get different goals throughout the defense because it only causes disaster within your team. So, um, yeah, I mean, just believing in each other, just being accountable for one another and, and just doing our one and 11. What what's practice like? You guys talk a lot of shit to each other. Oh yeah, all day. It's not <laughs> stop. I mean, that goes from that goes from being a defensive guy. I talk to the offensive guys all the time. You know, we got Devin Devin White, big trash talker. I mean, that's that's what me and him do. Carlson Davis, trash talker. I mean, it's like it's 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 within the game. I mean, it's, if you're a defender, I mean, you got to be a villain. At the end of the day, we're not the heroes. You know, we we we're we're the villains, and so you got to live up to that that aspect once in a while and, and kind of. Uh, give 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 the people a show. It's awesome, uh, you know, kind of realizing that you guys are the heels in this entire thing in the wrestling business, the heel. Because I, I was always intrigued by a training camp. All right, we'd have fans there, and mm. we'd have our ones on offense going against our ones on defense. And the ones on offense would connect for a seventy-five yard bomb, and the place would be going crazy. Okay? Going crazy, crazy, <laughs> crazy, going crazy. Ten-yard catch, fifteen-yard catch, it doesn't matter. Oh, they're going crazy for touchdowns. Interception, kind of a boo murmur. <laughs> kind of like a boo murmur. And then, yeah, oh, yeah, nice play. It is very. They don't, know, they don't know whether to cheer or not. They're like, oh, oh, yeah, yeah, there we go. <laughs> it's like, what do you want, man? Tom talks shit back. B.A. used to be a big-time shit talker in practice. I don't know if he still is. Tom talks shit back. Is it a very chirpy practice? B.A. used to be at, at Indy, him and... And Antoine Bethay and him yeah. and numerous others was it was comedy daily like comedy what he was saying to yeah. to the DBs and everything. he dressed in all black to a team meeting <laughs> he had the Kangol the black the high socks you know the compression socks the shorts the whole thing he was in yeah. all black and uh, somebody asked him what are you doing and he said it's a uh, it's a fucking funeral baby we killed oh, the defense God. yesterday <laughs> that, that, that's something BA would say too <laughs> it was awesome I would assume that is the environment though at practice right yeah. Honestly, man, honestly, um, Tom, you know, he, he's, he really focuses during his practice. He's focused on bettering himself, making sure all his guys are in the right, uh, the right state. I wouldn't say he really talks too much trash on the field um, as much as off the field. I mean, off the field, he'll give you one of those, like, uh, you, you like how I did that or like how I did that, one of those moments. <laughs> but, um, 
uh, on the field, it's just kind of ultimate focus. You know, as far as the defense goes, it's a lot different. Um, you know, we're out there. We're trying to have fun. We're trying to talk crap. We're trying to do everything. We're talking crap to each other on the field, you know, at the end of the day. Because yeah. it's all a competition. We're all competing with each other to make each other better. That's awesome. Um, That's a good environment to have, by the way. Fun. It's a fun environment, dude. B.A., B.A., he going to M.F. you to death. But <laughs> he only wants the best for you. So, I mean, if, if you got coaches like that, you can ask for nothing else. Um Man, I, the thought of you being in your second year now talking shit to potentially Tom Brady, you know what I mean? Like in practice, potentially going at it. That has to be pretty cool. How did you end up at Central Michigan? What happened? Didn't You were undersized. Nobody knew. Like, how did you end up at Central Michigan? Yeah, man, I was a, um, I was a, a receiver in high school. I played a little bit DB. Um, I was uh, 150 pounds, 155 pounds soaking wet, six foot. Uh, I was very under recruited. Had a couple of Division two offers, no no Division one looks, um, and then I got offered by Central, and then I ended up go, I ended up getting ready to commit to Central, and then the coach at the time, Dan Enos, he resigned, um, and once he resigned, my offer kind of went void, and it went um, I, I didn't really have anywhere to go for a while, and then I was a gray shirt. I was sitting at home one day, my mom was just like, you know, let's drive up there and and kind of see what's going on and talk to somebody that's in charge. And uh, that was actually two days after John Bonamago was hired. Um, and then when he was hired, I went up there. Then he basically saw me face to face and gave me a scholarship on the spot. Jeez. <laughs> oh, what a day. That's a great yeah, day. <laughs> then I, then I ended up going in January of 2016 and then declared for the draft, uh, December, 2018. So I, I left early. How about your mom just out there kicking ass too? By the way, let's go ahead and get in this car. Yeah. Right. Let's go. Let's go ahead and get in this car, and we're gonna go talk yeah. to somebody. Literally, literally, she handled her business. She's like, "Let's go." Like, That's right. awesome. That is absolutely <laughs> awesome. And now you're playing in the NFL in the Super Bowl, biggest stage yeah. of all time. There was only 46 million people watching you on Sunday. There'll be 176 watching you in two weeks. Can't wait to see you ball out, man. Who's a wide receiver that you've played against? I mean, obviously, Julio's in the division, uh, but yeah. who's somebody you played against uh, on the offensive side where you're like, okay, this is a, this is a difference. This guy is different than everybody else. <laughs> um, oh. You know, I've, I've went against some really talented receivers, uh, you know, just throughout my two years. And um, I've went against some guys that have been bigger, bigger body guys. I went against the smaller, shifty guys. You know, in a slot, you kind of go against the best of both worlds. But um, shoot, man, I can name a handful of guys. Um, Cooper Cup. That man's Ooh. dangerous. <laughs> He's dangerous, dude. He's dangerous. Uh, Devontae Adams, dangerous. He's probably got he got the best feet I've I've seen out of any player I've played against. Um, and then those guys up in 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 uh, Atlanta, you know, really engaged. Those really good slot receivers, really got outside guys. You know, they're really shifty, sticky. Um, so it's hard to get your hands on them. You know, myself, I'm I'm a very aggressive guy, so I like to get my hands. On. I like to play. Hey, Scotty, ever get you? Scotty Miller ever get you? Scotty got you. Listen, 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 listen. Scotty's got you. Oh, Scotty <laughs> no, Scotty's got you. Listen, I know you're hype on Scotty because I, I I watch your show, so scoot, I know scoot. you love Scotty. Scoot, scoot. <laughs> oh, Scotty, listen, Scotty's got me, but I've gotten him. <laughs> but but I actually went against Scotty in college too, right before uh, we both got drafted, and uh, I tell him this all the time, you know, because I didn't really play nickel and cop, but um. He was running from me. 
Oh, he was running. <laughs> he wasn't. He didn't want any parts of my. Own. Oh, I thought you meant he was pulling away from you. You're saying he saw you and was oh, going no. other directions. I mean, he was. I mean, he was playing in a slot. He didn't want to come on the outside. Oh, yeah. But I respect that. I respect that. Grab <laughs> <laughs> uh, stock, so I get it. Uh, the guys here are telling me that uh, Jameis Winston's your cousin. Is that true? Yes, Jameis is. What is he like? Dude, I have so many questions. What is he like? Because obviously the eating W thing, you see that out there, okay? Then you see the training videos. And I've, I I think he's an incredibly talented guy. I just have yeah. no – I've never spoke to anybody. What is he like as a guy? Is he, he seems like in hey, New Orleans they love him down there. James, no, man, Jameis is a really, really, really good guy, man. Really down to earth, uh, family guy, you know, Christ for the community. Um, and he's, he's a, a very hard worker. You know, it's one thing that – uh, I took away from him a lot just being around him is that he always gonna he's always gonna work hard and um he doesn't really care what you say about him you know he doesn't really care what's going on in the outside world distractions uh things like that man he's focused he's locked in and and uh, he doesn't really let things rattle him he's always gonna be kind of that same guy and, and just kind of be that energy guy for his team and, and, and Always hard. That's that's he might be you might be playing him twice a year going forward here I over there. Yeah. You might be playing him again. What's that? I wouldn't, I wouldn't put it past me. I wouldn't put it past it. <laughs> oh yeah, yeah. Potentially. I mean, Drew Brees. Drew Brees uh, told him allegedly, "Hey, this is your team now." I'll be excited mm -hmm. to see how that whole thing plays out. What's up, Connor? Yeah, Sean. Uh, Bruce Aaron talked about how Tom will just sometimes will just let him coach. Uh, does he coach the offense and the defense and the special teams at this point, or <laughs> is he just giving tips to wide receivers? <laughs> I mean. Uh, Tom gives feedback to, I mean, everywhere he can, honestly. Like I said, with, with in the practice, it's kind of more so, uh, more focused, obviously, for his offense and making sure they're all running well. Um, but he'll definitely give us our feedback once we get in the locker room or things of that nature. Uh, he'll be like, you know what what guys did this really well? You should look up, uh, you know, Ty Law. You should look at Revis and how he did this. Um, so he's always giving feedback about how I can be a better DB and about how we can, um, you know, just be a better secondary as far as disguises and coverages and things of that nature. Jeez. That's, he's got just like a roll of that. Oh, yeah. One time I saw Revis do this. You should try that. <laughs> that's, that's quite a weapon to have. You know that's, what I mean? That's literally how it is, though. He's like, yeah, man, one time Revis was doing this, and I, I didn't really know how to look him off and stuff like that. I mean, he's he kind of lets me lets me hear everything. Who taught you the uh, just grab the guy and then intercept the guy? <laughs> yeah, who taught you the just grab a guy and then get an interception on Aaron Rodgers in the NFC Championship? Hey. The league taught me that. <laughs> <laughs> it, taught me, it taught me to be edgy, man. You gotta use your, you gotta as a look as a DB, man. You're not gonna have things go your way all the time, you know. And so, um, I'm pretty sure to be successful in this league, it's about learning how to get an edge. Yeah, and, and that's within the lines, obviously, and, and not. Um, you know, how do you how do you guys do that, by the way? Because everybody talks about it, how you got as a corner or yeah. you have to have a, a uh, amnesia or whatever. You have to be able to forget what just happened. I have yeah. no idea because corners, obviously, you guys can study film and guess and predict due to your analytics and film study on what route's coming. But DBs right. are being asked to react to the best athletes in the world making a decision. You're supposed to just cover it for five, six seconds and everything like that. It's an insane thing. Whenever something bad happens to you, how do you learn how to be like, okay, how does this one play not turn into just like a boom, 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 like here we go. You just literally have the utmost confidence. You just have to act like, oh, that's going to happen. Like what is the mindset yeah. there? I mean, yeah, man, you said it. It's the confidence thing. It's um, it's having that small mindset. 
um, and just staying locked in because at the end of the day, they're going to get theirs. You know, they get paid just just like you get paid uh, for what they do. And so you're going to have guys catch balls on you, but you got to be able to get yours back. You know, you can't just be giving up 10, 12 touchdowns a year, but not getting 10, 12 interceptions a year and things of that nature. I mean, you just got to, uh, you got to really just play the system. You got to stay true to yourself, stay confident, and just and just keep fighting at the end of the day. Man. As a DB. You're much mentally tougher than I am. <laughs> I'm not going again. This guy's going to. I've been through it. I've been through it. So I, I've been through it my whole life. Mental, mental toughness is nothing new to me. So just, oh, yeah. just fighting. Hey, man, the fact that nobody offered you to just sitting around for a year, and then now here you, you're in school for two years, nobody talks about it. Three years out of high school, two years, yeah. and nobody talks about that. This guy only went to college two years. Ty, what do you got? Sean, we've talked uh, with like a lot of guys playing this year saying how the defense has kind of had to give each other juice with the crowd not being there. Have you noticed yeah. anything different with, uh, I mean, obviously last week in Green Bay the crowd wasn't huge, but the Super Bowl is going to be, you know, what, 22, 25,000 more people. Uh, will you guys benefit from that at all, you think? Oh, yeah, man. Yeah, definitely. Um, you know, the fans are everything. They bring a lot of energy, a lot of juice to the game, a lot of excitement. Um, <clears throat> like you said, I mean, uh, we were relying on bringing our own energy, you know, each and every game, but obviously having that extra motivation, the extra people around you. I mean, you can't ask for anything better than that. Just, man, playing for your family, playing for your fans, and, and, and they own you in your own city, there's nothing like it. Uh, you're next weekend – in front of those 22,000 people, 7,500 of uh, which will be vaccinated, I believe. Uh-huh. And then the other will be frontline workers. Hey, shout out, frontline. Hey. Shout out. Hey. Shout out. Hey, my man, Sean, getting in on the clap. I respect that. I respect that a lot. Uh, in, in a week or whatever, in front of those people, in the slot, you're going to run into a guy. Um, I'm not, you probably heard of him. Mm. He, he's an animal. His name is Cheetah Tyreek Hill, okay? Tyreek Hill is going to be playing on the other side there. Also, <laughs> Travis Kelsey. Okay. Yeah. Unbelievable. I believe Sammy Watkins will be back. Mm-hmm. McCole Hardman will be back. Lev Bell will be healthy. Yep. Clyde, whenever you guys as a defense are hearing what everybody's talking about on the outside, because that mm-hmm. offense, if you look at it on paper and what's been able to do on the field, you think to yourself, this offense will be able to turn it on whenever it wants to. What right. is the mindset going in against that type of team whenever you're being tasked on the greatest stage to basically stop that from ever happening? Uh, our mindset going in? Yeah. What does it got to be? Uh, it's got to be keep that light switch down. You said, on <laughs> you said they could turn it on whenever they want, man. So our mindset obviously just has to be um, really just playing our keys, staying true to ourselves and winning our one-on-ones uh, when they're given to us. I mean, it's, it's, it's pound for pound. It's man-to-man. Everybody's in his league. Uh, because they have some type of talent and something that a coach likes on them, and coach might another coach might not like it, and so um, every everybody's situation isn't the same. But at the end of the day, we're all in the, in the same league, and so um, none of those guys, you know, have tails that I have to worry about. None of those guys are. are, are oh, you're saying it's not an actual <laughs> cheetah? Okay, <laughs> <laughs> it's not an actual but cheetah. At the end of the day, it's going to be a man for man type of game, and so. Um, Really just one of your one-on-one, one of your battle, and, and we're good to go. Hey, this is going to be a five-star game. If you yeah. don't know if you're a five-star or not, you're not a five-star. <laughs> Bruce Arians. Bruce Arians said that in one of our team meetings. It was awesome. Yeah. It was absolutely awesome. Listen, our five-star players are going to have to beat their five-star players. And if you don't know if you're one of the five-star players, 
You're, not. you're fucking not. That's VA. That's VA. It was uh, it was one of the, my favorite things ever. Good digs. John Evans, Godwin, AB, Scotty Miller. Yeah. Grant, who's the toughest to match up on the other side of the ball when you go up against them in practice? Oof. The toughest? Yeah. Shoot. I mean, it, it really depends on what coverage you're in. Man, man. <laughs> All of those man coverage? Yeah. Let's go one on ones. In practice, yeah. I mean, that's a murderer's row. As I was just talking about the Chiefs offense, right? And then you just rattled off the – I'm like, oh, well, that's – I mean, that that is the weapons that you could take into battle against. (laughs) I mean, that is every single day. I'm thinking – I'm thinking – I'm thinking strategically. So (laughs) – Okay. So with – did you say Gronk? Yeah. Yeah. Okay. So I'm probably gonna have to, I'm gonna have to play Mike and Gronk more similar, big, big, big ass dudes. What are you like, doing? Hands on? We going hands on? Dudes. Physical, they physical. So I'm gonna have to, I'm at the hole. I'm at to, <laughs> <laughs> to use my edginess. Try to get within the within the playing field. Within you know, the some, within the boundaries. Get some little quick ones. Try to play my way that way with Scotty. I'm gonna have to. I'm going to have to fake it with Scotty. Act like I'm going to give him something, slow him down just a little bit. You no, know, try to try to throw off the timing with the quarterback. Smart. Chris, AB. Ah. <laughs> I don't really want to I'm just going to play. <laughs> hey, AB, there's, hey, no, there's no way to guard any of those guys, so you just got to go out there. Hey, last last question here before we wrap up and we appreciate you for your time and we were late. Um the AB, whenever he got there, had yeah. you played against him before? Central Michigan, obviously, you had to have known. Never, but have you ever played? Never played against him. Never played against him. But he used to come to our our spring game, so I used to hang out with him, talk to him a lot. But now that you're getting to see him, they everybody talks about just like people talk about Devonte, like his routes and his work ethic and everything like that. He he could be the best punt returner in the league if he wanted to. Too, it is what a talented AB. dude. Oh, AB is very very talented, and he takes his he takes his uh. His game and his work ethic very serious. You know, he works hard every single day. He's always stretching. He's always uh, warming up. He's always taking care of his body the right way. And he's always trying to give me tips on how I can do the same. Yeah, I, I, I'm i happy he seems to be on the other side of that. You know, it was like, what, a year or so that just went yep. terribly wrong. Uh, hopefully everything works out there. And hopefully, hey, good luck in the Super Bowl, man. Let's go and get one. Ladies and I gentlemen, Sean Murphy Bunting. Thank you for coming. Let's go, Sean. Most guys have tried a lot of different ways to, you know, try to last a little bit longer yeah. when making love. Yeah. Mm-hmm. You think about your baseball team, that's a boring sport. That'll turn me off, right? Yeah, absolutely. Should. Maybe you start listing off cities and states. Maybe you start doing the alphabet backwards. Whatever you end up doing, you need to not do it anymore. Knock it off. Not if it's going to work. Uh-uh. Okay? You're, before the time you get to the, the shortstop, it's already happened. All right. That's right. What you need is a real tag team partner whenever you're going in there. And our friends at Roman created just that with Roman Swipes. Roman Swipes are 
a swipe that comes in a discreet unmarked package uh, that shows up at your door. Then it's in a tiny little packet that you put in your pocket, small enough to fit in your wallet. Then right before it's time to make some love, right before it is time to go ahead and try to procreate, mm-hmm. maybe. Whenever it's time to go and put on a show, uh, you go ahead and go ahead and rub the swipe on. Uh, it'll it'll dry. It'll not transfer to your partner at all. Nope. And then you just have time of your life. Yeah. GetRoman.com forward slash Pat McAfee. Jesus. That's GetRoman.com forward slash Pat McAfee. No mm-hmm. spaces. Uh, and you can get your first month of swipes for just $5 when you choose a monthly plan. All right. Shout out to Roman. Shout out to you. Shout out to GetRoman.com forward slash Pat McAfee. Ladies and gentlemen, AJ Hawk. Yeah! lead there uh, by saying your name in the open. AJ, uh, I don't know if you know this or not, but somebody sent me a tweet, uh, and I have to address this uh, immediately as soon as we start here. Uh, We talked about the stock market in the last hour because of what's been popping off, you know what I mean? And the uh, inevitable uh, collision course that is coming. There's going to be something big. And uh, I got a couple of tweets from people telling me that I should not be talking about the stock market and things that I think could potentially happen because I could be accused of uh, some collusion of some sort. Yeah, of course. I, I appreciate those tweets, and I appreciate the amount of respect that these people have for me to think that I have inside information in the stock market because they're 100% right every night. You motherfuckers see me. Sometimes I come in, you know, and I drink. I'm up all night. I'm emailing CEOs and CFOs. Yeah, Bernie Madoff. I'm doing all that every so. I am an insider. Okay, so if I say something about stock market, just know that's 100 percent true. Reading the Wall Street Journal all the time. All uh-huh. the time. I don't know jack shit about that thing. I don't know anything about what's going on over there. Are you a stock market guy? I assume you are. You got paid a lot of money. I'd assume somebody told you you should put some money into the stock market. I mean, I have financial people that are. They are, it's what they do for a living, so I trust them. And, yeah, we're looking good, AJ. Ooh, AJ I, don't wear, stocks. I, I don't claim to uh, claim to be like a financial guy, which I know a lot of athletes love to act like they are real estate moguls and financial guys. <laughs> Listen, there's a lot of guys that have had a lot of success in real estate because real estate involves having a lot of capital. But you're 100% right. It does feel like there are some internet things now where you get a chance to really see what's going on. <laughs> And you're like, all right, come on, we're not there yet. All right, we're not, we are not the, the kings yet. But maybe that type of thing is going to all change because it feels like the internet's about to change the stock market world. I believe. I mean, let alone what's going on with Bitcoin. Oh, oh, those are all the trigger words for everybody. <laughs> I don't know anything about much of it, but boy, the stock market. This, this whole Reddit versus stock market thing. Uh, the the hedge fund people who have had all of the money for all of the existence, basically and just knew that the money was coming back and became so important into every conversation ever, politically and everything like that, they're losing now? No, no. Uh-oh. You think, you think, that's, long. You think that's just going to happen? I don't know. I, I'm, I'm intrigued to see how this plays out as a sports person who knows nothing about what's going on in that world. So there's a little self-awareness, I guess. <laughs> What's going on with uh, what's GameStop have to do with all of it? Well, GameStop's oh, already gone. Yeah. Now, listen. The first. I'm not talking about it. GameStop gone. AMC gone. Mm-hmm. I guess now Nokia's potential. Oh, no. no. Whoa, whoa, whoa. I don't know. I'm just getting tweeted this thing. Reading the board. 
Just reading a big board. <laughs> I have it on my app. Okay, it comes. Yeah. It comes as an app on every single phone that I buy. Stocks right there. Yep. Mm-hmm. I always move my favorites right to the top. Yeah, my favorites for a long time. You guys have heard me. GameStop. This yep. one's gonna oh, go. Oh, yeah. Yeah. oh yeah, you've been preaching it yeah. for too long. I said, you know, I, I used to go and sell and buy my video games at places all this, the time. I love this place. It's only a matter of time before 2021, 2020, maybe even 2022. Ooh. They realize that that fucking store needs to come back. I've had that one sitting on my stocks app mm-hmm. for at least two, three. You years. keep saying the video. Yeah. Game business is cyclical, just like the NFL. <sighs> Dude, people are making so much money right now, AJ. Yeah. It is awesome to watch. But the people who are losing money for the first time, I believe they're not just going to go ahead and sit back and be oh. like, "Oh yeah, okay, that's all right." Nokia took a big leap up. Just saying, who did Nokia? Oh jeez, it's time to sell. <laughs> Hold on, you're a part of the ride. Right? Ride it out. Opposite. I don't know, man. Yeah. Right. Do not sell now. I gotta sell, man. No. Don't freak out. Ladies and gentlemen, joining us now, uh, one of the voices of the NBA. Uh, He's here on behalf of our incredible partner as well, Mm -hmm. FanDuel, to promote the Spread the Love campaign that's happening in Michigan right now. The Spread the Love campaign that only FanDuel does is a team-like betting campaign where the more people that pick one particular bet in a state, the higher the spread gets. I think the Pistons are currently getting 118 points, I believe. Oh, yeah. against the Lakers. Lakers. The Lakers. So oh. hey, for those that don't in Michigan that can bet on this, that don't know what that means, the game is starting at 118 to nothing. Woo! LeBron's going to have to go on quite a fucking run. <laughs> He's going to need Pistons executives celebrating in his face early (laughs) in the game. If you think that's going to happen, it's basically free money from your friends at FanDuel. It's a guaranteed lock uh, in representing chatting about that in the NBA. Ladies and gentlemen, Chris Weber. What's going on, dude? How you guys doing? Hey, Chris, I'm a big basketball guy, as is AJ. You know what I mean? We kind of know what's going on. Wet jumper. Just an absolutely wet jumper. Um, nice. Let's talk about let's talk about the FanDuel Spread the Love campaign up there in Michigan. And then let's talk about Pistons-Lakers. And, and, uh, and then we'll just kind of see where the conversation goes. Because once we hit the Lakers, I got LeBron questions. And uh, I'm, I know you're the man to answer them. Oh, man. We're good to, we're good to be on. Is and, that uh, the Lakers? Talk about the... Spread the love campaign is crazy because you're right, 118 points. Now, I played, with, I played with the Pistons when uh, LeBron, I think he scored 25 points on us in the fourth quarter to go to a championship. So um, he can do some incredible things, but I don't know. I don't know if he can do it. <laughs> um, let's talk about LeBron. Obviously, in the basketball world, there's the GOAT conversation, the GOAT conversation. And as somebody who is a fan of the NBA, uh, much more so than college basketball. I like watching the greatest athletes do awesome things, which is what the NBA is. But I normally consume the NBA via social media or whatever. So I think that is also potentially the ratings numbers that nobody talks about in this whole thing is I think a large majority of the population consumes the NBA via social media. So I'm not like a, a diehard NBA fan, but I keep up with all the action because I enjoy the shit that's going on, on if that makes sense. So whenever I watch, when I watch The Last Dance... All right, it was my first time really watching Jordan play and learning about Jordan. I've seen highlights and everything like that, and then I see the way Jordan played. Hey, Chris, that was not basketball they were playing. <laughs> hey, they were not playing basketball back there. They were dribbling the ball over their shoulders. That was a cross-up, right? I think if one of those guys was to show up now in the NBA, 
they would average zero points, have zero <laughs> assists, and everything like that. The basketball game now is just such a different level. And everybody talks about if Jordan was to play now because of how less physical it is, how he would do. And I agree with that whole thing. But if LeBron was to go back then, and if let's just say he's playing how he's playing now, oh my God, could you imagine big whites just getting blown out of the gym <laughs> while six foot eight guy is doing these insane things? So what I'm saying is, I think it's Im- impossible to compare the two because they're playing at two different sports. Is that like the reasonable take on that whole thing? Or is in your eyes, there's a, a, there's a, there has to be a true definition of who the greatest is? Yeah, no, I, I, don't, I don't think for those reasons. I think if you're talented and you're an athlete and you know if a guy could bench 250 now, maybe, you know, or 250 in 1920, maybe he could bench more now because it's better supplements or, for sure. you, know, or you know, better recipes and things like that. I think you got to give the generation that came before you credit because Will Chamberlain is one of the best athletes of all time. Period. You know, he was a track great. He set track records. He set long jump records. Uh, he played volleyball well into his 50s. So I think that the game is much more attractive now. But, you know, if Larry Bird was a great shooter, but he only got to shoot uh, one and a half threes a game. Today, if you're on the end of the bench, you get to shoot five threes. <laughs> so, you know, about the opportunity. If Larry Bird could shoot as many threes as he could now, I guarantee he'd take two with his left hand and make one of them. Like, so I've got to play against these guys. Now, I will say, these are the best skilled players ever. So you got to give them the props, you know. And it happens. It was a big jump in the last 20 years. And it happened right after Jordan. But as far as Jordan being able to shoot threes or get in the post or D you up or his mentality, there'd be no Kobe. who We celebrated Kobe's uh, you know, one anniversary of his death yesterday. There'd be no Kobe if it wasn't for Michael Jordan because – Kobe, my friend, stole everything. I'm talking about he stole it. If, if mm-hmm. That's what made him great. He wasn't afraid to ask questions, other things. He stole it from Jordan. So I think the game is different. But if you look back, man, Alex English, Dennis, with that team they call crazy or some of the ABA teams, they could score. It's just today's game is better. Like the NFL, man, is you know, it's better today than me growing up watching, um, you know, Steve Largent or some of my – I love receivers, you know. Yeah. So today they're throwing at the bombs like when we were on the street playing. And back in the day I used to – football is my favorite sport, but I hated watching it because I was like, why do they always hand it off right through the middle? <laughs> <laughs> Everything gets better with time, man, you know, for athletes. To, I agree. Keep getting hey, Chris, I know you spent some time in the NBA bubble. Uh, I guess – what were you expecting going in, and how was it really compared to your expectations? That was the craziest shit I've ever been a part of. <laughs> that is, you know, I'm, I'm, not, I'm not cynical, but I don't really buy into hype, you know. And I, I wait and see, and I'm there, man. And um, it's, it, it was serious. I mean, the protocol, you couldn't have visitors. There's guards everywhere. You have to wear a mask. You know, as athletes, you're hugging and bumping each other. You can't do it in front of them. Thank God it was a golf course there because you got to play golf every day and you got to take a jog around the facilities but there were no gyms and that's just for the commentators but for the players to be there 81 days you know as far as you know food the accommodations and and as an athlete you know i can't imagine having a tough game and then not being able to go and blow off some steam with friends like i just i just can't imagine that i was wondering like where are these guys letting off the steam, like we're after a game, you're tired, you lost, you won, you have a routine, you know, so everything was just different. They didn't get to see their family till late. Some of them had newborns, so 
it was crazy, uh, but they played some of the best basketball I've seen. And so uh, I thank them. You know, you really can't call it a sacrifice, but, you know, I, I thank them for going through something to take care of their families and to entertain us fans. Yeah, it was great. The quality was incredible. I mean, there were some magical moments, legendary moments. Uh, the thought of the human side of it inside of there, though, was always topic of conversation around here because it is just so interesting. It seemed like it was almost like an experiment. Like, at one point, like, all right, how? Because remember, <laughs> it was what? It was like two weeks in. Uh, a DoorDash driver or yeah. something. Yep. Uh, and then they had to, I assume they locked it down even more at that point. It was just like, at the end of that thing, did it feel like the players uh, were like, hey, we're never doing this again? Or was there any relationship beef between the, because the NBA and the players have been known to have such a great relationship, like business relationship. Like it, it has been, uh, now I don't know the deeps of it, but from the outside, it appears as if right, right, it is the right. greatest working relationship between players and owners. Was there any beef at the end of that with how it all played out, you think? And is is anything going to change going forward from that? Yeah, I think you're right. You know, I think when I played basketball, we all wanted to be a union as strong as baseball. We always felt that baseball had the strongest union, you know, uh, that their guys would speak up and, and get out there for them. And then really what changed in our game were the presidents of the union. And I think the reason why the league is so strong, because when I was in, and Jordan was in a little bit before, it was a little contentious. And I think now that, you know, Chris Paul does such a great job uh, talking to the players, letting them know the real, and then, you know, doing the same with the NBA. And so I think that the NBA, you know, in my opinion, you know, again, football is my favorite sport, but I think NBA really took a great advantage to say, listen, we're going to pay for tests. We're going to get, you know, have tests. We're going to put guys in the bubble. We're going to let them know, listen, this is what it is. Of course, you have the monetary incentive to say, listen, you're going to lose money, but to really lay it out there for the players to make it right, to put them on the Disney campus, to get the arenas. You know, I, I just thought it was a great job by the league. And I, I was a skeptic. I was like, there's no way in the world we should do this. I was like, there's no way it's going to happen. I let my feelings be known. I was part of all type of groups and everything. And I love the fact they proved me wrong because it was the safest I've, I've really ever felt. And so I think it's a good job. And I, I don't think it was beef at the end. But I do think players were like, listen, all right, that was cool. We did that one time, but we're not doing that anymore. So what's it like now? So you guys are traveling for games, or are you calling games from home? What do you do now? Yeah, so I'm calling games like I started, man, from the closet. So we have a little room there in uh, Turner. I, I go up, and, uh, you know, we have a great crew, a great setup. They make it easy. It's, it, I, would, I can't lie and say it's like I'm at the game uh, because sometimes there's a miscommunication. There's a often, um, you know, kind of a – seconds of lagging and, and communication things like that but i have all the screens and uh, it's still fun being there so uh, we're still uh, home but i think that you know as some things maybe ramp up in the future maybe we'll be back out on the road i know hey, you played with one of my favorite players to watch jason williams i'm just curious if you're playing with that dude like how heightened is your awareness at all times you never know where it's coming from when it's coming like dude like, he was so fun to watch was he fun to play with so, just quick Jason with his story. That's, that's my man. That's my boy. Uh, that's my brother. And uh, going to the first practice, I did not want to be in Sacramento. I was in a different place in my life. I wanted to actually play with the Lakers, all this good stuff. And my brother calls me. He's like, listen, man, it's this kid named Jason Williams you're about to play with. I'm like, I don't want to hear about this. I don't care about Jason Williams. And this is honest to God truth. His personality was so – he has the best personality in the world. He's, 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 he's funny. And he comes in loud with this country twang in the, in the locker room. He's calling everybody shawty. All this stuff is from West Virginia. And 
I was like, it's a cool cat, but I'm not going to like him. I'm not going to fall into it. I'm not coming. I'm not going to fall into it. And the first play of practice, he hit uh, Vladi in the face with the ball. And it was one of the most beautiful passes I've seen. He almost threw it on his neck and came right back. And I was like, yeah, it's messed up. I'm going to be playing with this kid a long time. <laughs> he's fun to play with. You always have to be aware. He's unselfish. He's funny. He's a great person, man. He's a good, good, good dude, man. <laughs> he's, 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 he's just a good person, man. He loves music. He, he's, he's a good dude, man. Jay Will, that's my brother, man. He was awesome. He's The highlights from him and Randy in high school, yeah. Randy Moss, yeah. were just awesome. I was going to say, yeah, so Randy Moss could, you know, every athlete, you know, especially in football, you know, basketball, when I was younger, I wanted to be a tight end. You know, athletes can play different sports and so. Uh, we'd always talk about Randy Moss. He'd come to practice. We'd see him dunk, and he'd be like, oh, my God, look how incredible. I saw Barry Sanders dunk, and he's like 5'5". Five, five. <laughs> I was going out of my mind. And then uh, Jay Will and Allen Iverson, these guys could throw a football 60 yards. I mean, he was the quarterback for Randy Moss, you know. So, you know, them having a relationship. And so uh, football was a big thing of, of his as well. But, uh, yeah, we used, to, we, used to, we used to toss the football around. Hey, what do you think about the job uh, Jawan Howard is doing? I, I know uh, it seemed like the right fit when he comes back and he seemed to have success early on. Like, how does he, how is he able, I guess, to, to relate to these guys? He came straight off an NBA bench to, to coaching, it seems like. Go Big Blue. Yeah. Coach of the year, what'd you say? Coach of the year? Yeah, man. Yeah. yeah. Um, I'm happy for Jawan. This is something, man. He's a coach. He's a, you know how it is. Some guys have coaching personalities. Other guys can entertain like themselves. Other guys can. And he's a coach at heart. And uh, I think that he has a better relationship with college players that listen, that want to, you know, take his knowledge to get to the next level. And he's been trained by, you know, the best when you think about Pat Riley, um, you know, uh, when you think about uh, the whole Miami family organization um, and the best players that he's played around. And, uh, you know, you can ask some of the best players played around from things I've heard LeBron say, uh, uh, to myself, to others, that, you know, he's one of the most trustworthy individuals that you could play with. You know, for me in college playing with him, I could trust him because we switched everything defensively. Like he's the, He was, you know, a guy professionally that I leaned on to make sure, you know, he holds himself accountable and you want to match that level that he does. And so um, I think he's having a great time communicating with these kids and watching them dance and backward shots with them and he hasn't playing like dogs most importantly so um i was I, you know i was gonna get out there to get a little information i was gonna get out there to a little practice um and then shutdown came yeah and so i'm a i'm not only fan of him but i'm more of a fan and he's my friend but i'm more of a fan of those kids on that team because they work and then butts off right now. So I, I, I like how we look. I like our heart. We got some dogs in there, especially our big boys. We bring it sexy back to the big man. <laughs> <laughs> hey, hey, let's go. Let's go. Let's go. Sexy back to the big man, you know? So, yeah, I like our squad. Hey, uh, I was not watching, but apparently we put up a photo oh, yeah. of you and Mike Bibby. Yeah, that's on me. That's so, on me. And that was very disrespectful to White Chocolate Shut up, J. Yeah. Will. Yeah. White Chocolate J. Will did not deserve that, okay? Wrong photo uploader. That's on me. Yeah, yeah. Hey, no big deal. We're trying shout to get out, it in there. Shout out to Mike Bibby. He, he hey, shout out to Mike yeah, Bibby, too. Yeah. You got a Bibby story? <laughs> hey, um, the NBA obviously was the beginning 
of, you know, kind of what's going on in the NFL right now at a very small rate. You know, players deciding where they want to go and kind of do that whole thing. The world reacted so interestingly whenever LeBron went down to Miami, obviously taking his talents and, uh, you know, that whole thing. But it really showcased that the players can go ahead and, hey, we can decide what's going to happen here as well. And then it's obviously continued now. You see Harden going to Brooklyn, getting his way, his ass out of uh, Houston after getting paid a lot of money. And now John Wall is basically the guy that's that. I mean, it's just the NBA does that a lot. Is, is there ever going to – that's always going to happen, right? I mean, wherever LeBron goes, the team's going to be good, right? Wherever Kevin Durant goes, the team's going to be good. That's just how it's going to be, right? It's just, it's just going to be a couple guys at a time, and they'll kind of change out. And a follow-up after you, is Zion going to be one of those guys? Uh, that's the first one first. So, yeah, it's almost like what Tom Brady did this year. And it's hard at football. Like, maybe I remember Charles Haley, and I remember when Dion uh, went to San Fran and helped them win one. It's like – Really, the thing is in basketball is that you're always going to have constant change. And being a little bit more old school in my day, we didn't do that and we couldn't do that. And if I'm honest, I wish we could have done that because there are players I would have loved to play with. When you can look at a guy every day and you know that, you know, this is my boy, he's going to work his ass off and I can can hold him accountable and vice versa, it's a great feeling. it's a better feeling for that city, everyone, when you have these tight ties. And so, you know, when LeBron went to Miami, I think he got the backlash because uh, he didn't win a championship. And it was more so like, listen, you're so great. You've been drafted to Cleveland. You can just win one there. Just win a championship. And one championship there is more than Jordan six. Is more than this guy's five because hmm. you did it in Cleveland by yourself. So I think people wanted to root for the little guy. But when he went away and he came back and won one, I think he erased that. But, I mean, look, Harden, I think he should have left. You get rid of his coach. You get rid of his GM. You change the whole way in which you're playing. You bring new guys in and a rookie coach in. Who's going to be good but a rookie coach? I wouldn't want to be there in this game that we judge by championships. And so get me out of there so I don't become a poison to the team. You didn't have to. You know, but you know, if you poison to the team, you know, get them out there. And I think they won in their draft trades. I just think it's a different day to day where before an organization would say, I got that contract, I got you to today. If we pay you, we at least want you to be here because we don't want you to poison the well. And if not, we have to, you know, hurry up and kind of recoup. But yeah, it's never going to change in, in basketball. And I think it's on Zion. I think the question with Zion, honestly, is, is his body. You know, but this is the same question that Barkley faced. And when I say body, it's just the stereotype of how a body looks, you know, whether he's heavy or whether he's this and that. And I've seen him without a shirt on, so I know he's cut up. He doesn't have a gut, but he's heavy. He walks differently. They're trying to retrain, you know, the way that he walks. And so I think that if his body maintains, oh, he's going to be he's going to be awesome. But, it, you know, it just worries me when you watch someone's minutes when they're real young in the game. Yeah, I agree. I, I was not, ha- and also they didn't introduce him last last year. Mm. So I was, which by the way, in NBA probably like a respect thing. But I was like, we're all Pelican draw national TV right now because <laughs> this guy's playing. Let's introduce him last, huh? No, no, that, that's I'm not even gonna get in that. But that's real. That's something like that's an insider. That's that's a hundred percent real. I didn't know that. I didn't even I didn't know that that happened. But that's real if it did. Thank you. All right. I, <laughs> hey, can't wait to chat with you again. Uh, spread the love campaign in Michigan on FanDuel Sportsbook. Uh, we can't thank you enough. Chris Weber, thank you. Hey, I appreciate you. You too. 
Joining us now, is, it, is he on? Yeah. Oh, yeah. Oh, wow. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome back to the show, Here honestly. It's, it's been a long, long time without you, my friend. This guy hasn't been on for a while because baseball hasn't really been, you know, worthy of conversation in most people's eyes. But I'm happy he's back because we got some Hall of Fame controversy. Mm. There's some drama around the Hall of Fame. This man, I believe, uh, I'm not 100% sure, actually. We'll ask him if he has a vote or not for the Hall of Fame. Mm -hmm. I would assume he does. Ladies and gentlemen, Jet Pass. Welcome back, Jet. I swear to God, every single day, my 13-year-old child is streaming your show that, after school and about. says pat mcafee is so cool yeah. why are you such a jobber that you're not on the show no. <laughs> you know what child <laughs> suck it suck it yeah yeah hey listen you're not a jobber by the way it's just whenever you're jet passing you're figuring things out all right you got things to do you got baseball to deep dive into uh your piece uh, i texted you about this uh, privately a week ago exposing a terrible dude uh, was obviously you're probably going to win an award for that so thanks for uh, not only putting out a, a very powerful piece uh, but you know exposing something that's happened in a lot of places so we do we have been keeping up with our jet passing uh, mm -hmm. that's a, yeah. that's what I'm trying to let you know we are, and we are thankful you're back on here and I hate that you have to talk about something that is just controversy but it feels like that is the best part of baseball at this point um has Bob Manfred said anything dumb lately, by the way? <laughs> Nothing publicly. Okay. <laughs> all right, all right, all right. So let's get <laughs> let's get to the let's get to Kurt Schilling wanting off the Hall of Fame ballot in the MLB saying no. This led to a conversation in our office about how if I'm Kurt Schilling or Barry Bonds or any of these other guys who are potentially not going to make it into the Hall of Fame due to their uh, previous fuck ups or whatever, and so. Every single year, these people, they're retired, potentially just trying to disappear in a night. I don't know if this is going to happen or is currently happening or whatever. But every year, these guys just have to get buried, you know? So I would assume there's a lot of guys that are like, get me the hell off of there. I don't even want to be a part of it. What is wrong with the Hall of Fame process? It has turned into something that should be a massive celebration. Now, the only reason why most of us have even heard about it is because there's a bunch of drama going on. What jet, what's going on in your world? And what is the Hall of Fame over there, dude? So let's go back a couple of years now. Um, when you reach the 10-year mark in the Baseball Writers Association, you get a Hall of Fame vote. And, you know, it's supposed to be uh, just a really cool moment. And for me, it was. I've been doing this a while, and you get to put people into the, this hallowed grounds in Cooperstown, New York. But as time went on for me, I looked at the whole process is such a sham and so hypocritical in so many ways. Wow. I actually ended up giving up my vote a couple of years ago. And I, I gave up my vote because I did not want to participate in a process that I don't believe in. And I don't believe in the process because I look at the way that the Hall of Fame has dealt with so many of these controversies. And it. it ultimately ends up bringing such bad light to baseball. You're right. This should be something that's exciting. This should be something that's good for the sport. And instead, we just sit here arguing and lamenting over what ultimately is, to me, the most hypocritical thing in sports, which is the character clause. Now, the character clause is this idea that you need to uh, look at a person as 
who he is, not just what he did on the field, but who he is, and factor that into your Hall of Fame vote. And beyond the reality that we just don't know who so many of these guys are personally, it bothers me that we ding Barry Bonds for Peds, we ding Roger Clemens for Peds, uh, you know, we ding Kurt Schilling because of the things that he says off the field, and yet you don't have that counterbalance where guys who are good guys and who have done great in their community and have helped the sport out get bumped up and considered for the Hall of Fame because of it. I don't think it should matter at all who you are or what you've done off the field. To me, when I voted, I voted for the best players because I see the Hall of Fame as what it actually is. It is a museum, Pat. It's a place where <laughs> I agree. you go I agree. to look for baseball history. And history is ugly, and it's messy, and it has warts, and it includes jabronis and fools and <laughs> idiots and I... all the kinds of people who are in there already. Yeah, I, see, that's the interesting thing, because whenever you do the character clause... I mean, I've heard some hilarious stories about old baseball players. And yeah. it's like, well, is that – are we going to go back and revisit? Are we potentially going back and revisiting? You know, because you're saying, which, by the way, Tone believes this, and, and in baseball you're saying this. I'm not sure you're like this with most things. You have to be able to separate the artist from the art here. What, what did they do on, in baseball specifically? Because once we start talking about everything outside of it, then we have to judge every single person that's ever been in and do a real deep dive into that thing. That, that's kind Kind of your point in this whole thing and it's interesting that there's zero people that are getting in this year right They've, yeah we, we will not have a whole fan class this year <laughs> yeah. all right whenever they look back on the history books we took a stand we wrote for 10 years about this sport at least haven't some of us mm -hmm. been writing for 60 years yeah. yeah this is our pastime oh life we took a stand ain't none of these Cheating bastards getting in. Is that how it's going to be every single year going forward? Because what? There was like a good, what, five to six year span there, or maybe shorter than that. It felt like it was that long. But when baseball was at its hottest, so I would assume Mark McGuire, Sammy Sosa, all these guys, no chance in hell, right? Yeah, no way. Gone already. But if you look, at next, year's, if you look yeah. at next year's ballot path, you've got Barry Bonds. Wait, 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 wait. Mark McGuire, Sammy Sosa. They're already in the Hall of Fame? No, they're just, they're, they're not going to make it. Yeah. Unless they get voted in by, see, there are committees for the Hall of Fame for players who don't get voted in by the writers, where you can get voted in afterward. It tends to be comprised of former players and current executives. So did it's they take their names, bearers. did they take their names off the list or their names have just. No, they just, did, they just didn't get the votes. They just didn't make it. It's you a 75% so threshold. So you got to have three out of every four voters going for you. And if you have a group of four baseball writers together, inevitably you're going to have one of them who says those cheap bastards aren't getting anywhere close. And that's what I, I mean, by the merits of what they did when they played, Roger Clemens yeah. and Barry Bonds are no doubt Hall of Famer. Hell yeah. And you can argue that they were Hall of Famers even before they started using PDs. Yeah, when, yeah. Hey, when Barry was with the Pirates. Hell yeah, that's right. Mm. Hey. Still had a smooth swing. Still hitting, you oh, know, yeah. good balls. Won an MVP. Yeah. Smaller hat size. Yeah. I mean, Barry, Barry Bonds' <laughs> numbers alone from 2001 to 2004, 328, 73 homers. Bonds. 370, 46 homers. Bonds. 341, 45 homers. Bonds. 362, 45 homers. 
You Boss. can give any player you want as much testosterone, HGH you want. They ain't hitting like that, Jet. That's what, hey, that's what Gumpy's saying, Jet. Right. That's what Gumpy's been yeah, saying this whole time. Jet. Let him eat all the steroids if they're hitting like Jet, I voted for him when I, was, when I was still voting. <laughs> <laughs> well, all right, Jet, relay the message. Good vote, Jet. That's a good vote. I appreciate that. And beyond that, by the way, you didn't even include the on-base percentages, which are like 600 Ted Williams, Babe Ruth, historic levels. Like Barry Bonds is the best player I've ever seen. And I've been watching Mike Trout for upward of a decade now. I mean, he he was just the best. And look, Schilling's a completely different story, I think. Like on the merits of his baseball career, he's kind of a borderline guy. I would have him in personally. Bonds is a no-doubt. You can't tell – the story of Major League Baseball without telling the story of Barry Bonds. And, and look, it, that, that's oh, yeah. why I, I say again and again, it's a museum. And if you want to have a plaque up there saying Barry Bonds was one of the best players in Major League Baseball history, he has the single season home run record. He has the all-time home run record, but he was shown to have used performance-enhancing drugs. That's fine. And Let ne- the people who are walking through the museum make their own moral decisions about whether that was right or wrong. Why don't they did, just? Why don't they have that in there? What his numbers were, they were. And Barry wouldn't care, right? Did Barry agree? Like, yeah, you guys could say that if you want. I don't really care. Has anybody approached the players to ask if that is a something that they would care about if it was in there? If they were like. Do these, do these guys want to get in there at this point? Like, what is Because Kurt Schilling said, take me off. I don't even want to be a part of it. Fuck them. <laughs> is, do most players want to or not want to? I think they want to still. It's still the Hall of Fame, you know? It's still the place it where is. you walk in and you see Ruth and you see DiMaggio and you see Okay, let's Henry talk Aaron about them. Hold and- on, Jet. Let's talk about them. Do, if they have the character clause in, and we're not going back and checking characters, do they have the clause for, like, this guy hit – when all the pitchers were throwing BP, basically, <laughs> as their pitches? Is that in there as well anywhere? That's a good question. Yeah, that's not in there. And, and the these players were not playing against black players and Latin players. That one's not in there either. I mean, it was it was different times. And, and that, that, I think, is one of the biggest Character parts of this. You, you have to acknowledge <laughs> what the MLB. eras were. And the era right now, we're in the middle of one where there was pretty heavy steroid use for, for some point in time. And... Uh, it's it's impossible for me. God, I love your swing. It's beautiful. <laughs> Thank you. Duty, let's let's just see it. Let's see the swing. I can't. I almost broke our TV before. I, I mean, I've done this before. But, you know, <laughs> I, I played baseball as a righty. You know that because you had to cover the, the game, obviously. Mm-hmm. But I think I was supposed to be a lefty. I think I was supposed to be a lefty. It seems yeah, I'm going to get into that virtual reality baseball, that win baseball. Ooh, Have you seen mm-hmm. that? <laughs> Uh, needs a little work. Um, you Whoa. know, Barry Bonds. You don't even have a Hall of Fame vote. <laughs> <laughs> I'm joking. I'm joking. I'm joking. But Barry Bonds. I, I just, you know, look at what Barry Bonds did, and I, I listen. I acknowledge that he probably would not have had the numbers that he did had he not used performance-enhancing drugs. It's also impossible to understand what he would have done. It's impossible to understand what pitchers in that era would have done. It's impossible to know who took what. I mean, I'm certain that there's a guy who Barry Bonds faced who was on performance-enhancing drugs who we don't know about and who we never will know about. And it's that lack of knowledge to me, the lack of full understanding of what happened in baseball where I look at all the numbers and can just judge them on what's on paper 
as opposed to what I'm thinking morally about it. I am, it was the piece of metal that was handed out to the Astros after mm-hmm. everybody found out that they were, you know, potentially getting signals. Now, granted, I guess more and more teams are coming out that they were also doing it, which is interesting because the grandstanding that was happening during the entire process is very interesting. But is that going to go down in the history books in these baseball writers' eyes because of character clause? Is that a real championship in their eyes? Will they even talk about it? I, I think when Jose Altuve's candidacy comes up, it's going to be fascinating. This is a guy who won an MVP, who's won batting titles galore, who's on a Hall of Fame track. And you wonder if at that point the baseball writers are still in charge of voting for the Hall of Fame, whether Jose Altuve is ever going to get a sniff because of what the Astros did. Hmm. He shouldn't. He was wearing a wire yeah. to his uh to he his wasn't wearing a wire. Yeah, he was, yeah, he was, he was, he was, he was didn't want to take his jersey off. Yeah, Get the fuck out of here. Yeah, dude. And then there was the whole thing was going up there. And he, he had something on his glasses, too. Yeah. It had like a yeah. thing that told him how fast yeah. the ball was coming. Curveball, trajectory, and then Terminator. He had, he had a little thing that was like a stem that would get him. You know what swing. I mean? Curve. Don't swing. That's what we heard happen. Bullshit. Did that not happen? No. No. You're telling me they didn't have wires on them? I'm telling you that of all the reporting that I've done on the subject, and it's a lot, I found no evidence that there was a wire on any of them. No. That's was, a shame. Torture. If I did, I would have written about it. No, they had the, the, they had the trigger mechanism in the cleats. Yeah. You're protecting the I shield. I was going to say, that I think the best, the best rumor I heard was that the Astros had dug underneath their field and installed something that buzzed up into the batter's box Bingo. through the dirt. That's wow. That's a brilliant idea. I wow. saw it last year. Breaking. <laughs> yeah, it happened. Yeah, we were there for the Royal Rumble. We did an in, like thorough investigation that stadium. We found a lot of shady shit. Yeah, there. see that? We, we, wires and everything <laughs> like that. Whoa. I mean, you can't, can't let other people know. I did not know. That I legitimately, if you had not come on today, I would have walked right out here. If somebody <laughs> would have asked me, what did the Astros do wrong? And I would have said, well, it started with a garbage can. Yeah. Yep. Then they moved into more things, and it turns out the guy was hooked up like a fucking bionic man. Yeah. Like Terminator had a thing, and they were giving him a – I was told that they were giving, like, one for a fastball coming, two for a curveball coming. And because the, the hitting things were so different and vast from the home in a way, everybody was like, that must be the case. I legitimately believe that. I, that Today, you learn something new every day. They, they did not They do had that. sensors on them. Yeah. Jack, Jack what are you talking You yeah. reported it. We learned it from you. If I learned that, it came from you probably. Probably. You do not follow baseball at all, aside otherwise. That's very true. <laughs> that is very true, Ty. What do you have? Uh, Jet, not to steer away from the Hall of Fame conversation, but a uh, friend of the show, Trevor Bayer, they're talking about him maybe getting $40 million a year. Uh, I've seen a lot of different reporting on that. Do you know, you have any idea where he might wind up? I, I would love to tell you where Trevor Bauer would wind up, but they have gone into full lockdown. Go follow me on social media, and I'll tell you their mode. So, uh, awesome. you know, the, the reality there, I... I mean, that stinks I for you. Know. That is bad for you as an insider. <laughs> but I love that they're doing that. Yeah, but it's not... It's You don't no. like it. No, I don't. It's not that I dislike it because... It affects me. Well, no, I do dislike it because it affects me personally. But that's that's not the reason. I think there are avenues for that. 
I just don't know that free agency is one of those things where that's a positive thing for the player and for the sport. Theoretically, it could be, it should be. I don't know that it has been, though. I mean, I, I think up to this point, uh, if Trevor Bauer were going out there and talking about all the teams that he's talking with and really being transparent about it, then it would have a lot more impact than it has. But it's just been kind of muddled at this point. And here we are a couple of weeks from spring training starting, and he's going to get a team within, I'd say, the next 10 days or so. That, that's the, the likeliest. Do you remember when... Beyonce dropped lemonade overnight. Oh yeah. Ooh. Oh yeah. No, no lead up, nope. no nothing. Just dropped it out of nowhere. You remember that? Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. Boom. Yeah. And then who was the bitch with the the good hair or something like that? Becky. 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 Okay. Who was Becky? Nobody knew. No. no. Nobody knew lemonade was coming. Mm-mm. And then all of a sudden, there's a new most hated woman in the beehive. Yeah. 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 Becky with the good hair. Yeah. <laughs> That's what Trevor Bauer's doing with this contract. No, it's we not. want no yeah. information coming out. <laughs> and when I sign for forty million a year, I'm dunking on it on my Twitch account. That is what he's doing. He's doing the lemonade approach. A lot of others started doing it. Taylor Swift did it, I think. Uh-huh. Uh, it just continued to start happening all over the place. That's what I think. Comparison. It's a terrible comparison. What? Oh, just because, you know, just because mainstream media <laughs> guys, that, guys that don't have any Hall of Fame votes yeah, right. aren't getting any scoops out terrible there. Terrible comparison because we've been talking about Trevor Bauer for the last four months already. If we were talking about, hey, maybe uh, you, you going to drop a surprise album on us. When's it coming? When's it going to happen? Good comp. The one you made? Bad comp. Yeah, but it's a Helwani comparison right oh. there. Oh. Oh, Yoani. Oh, let's go. Um, <laughs> it's interesting, though, because it's like if a tree falls in the woods, you know? You know what we're talking about? Because, like, nobody knew that you've been talking about Trevor Bauer for the last four months. No, but, no, no, no. Maybe, maybe some people did, but I, I did not. Okay, but I, now I'm learning he's potentially going to get forty million a year, and that was—I mean—that's what Bob Nightingale reported. He walked that back very quickly and said it wouldn't be more than what Garrett Cole's making. But I—it's that, that he's going to sign a one-year contract, oh, pretty sucks. much for that big money. Stinks. What is what is the highest paid player right Pat, now? Pat, you actually you actually would appreciate this. A couple of years ago, I did a podcast interview with Trevor Bauer. He's awesome, and I found and I found out in that interview that he has a bet with one of his friends where if he does not sign a one-year deal in his first year in free agency, his friend gets to shoot him in the nuts with a paintball gun from 10 feet away. (laughs) Okay. 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 So we're going to do a one-year deal. (laughs) One-year deal. Listen, now, there might be like, I don't know, a quarter of a billion dollars up there, Mm -hmm. potentially, or maybe even 40% of a billion out there. But also, what about my nuts? Yeah. You know what I mean? I so one-year deal, $40 million. Is that the biggest? Is that the big? Who, who, who makes the most? Right now, it's Garrett Cole, who was Trevor Bauer's college teammate, somebody who he's had sort of a iffy relationship with. Got $36 million for nine years from the New York Yankees. So Which one's better? Uh, there's, a, there, there's a big number there. And, and the question with Bauer. You're, you're taking a testicle yeah. shot there, I think. Uh-huh. Somebody offers you nine years at $36 million. I think yeah. you're mm-hmm. – all right, can we, can we think about it? Can we Light them up. Shoot me in the yeah, yeah. Yeah. I think, right? Isn't that – don't you think that would be the case? If it was all, Is he potentially going to the Yankees? Or, or, no way. No. Not going to the Yankees. So who that would pay that money? Dane, who would pay Mets. that money? Red Sox. Mets. Mets. The Mets, I, I mean, think, the are Mets, on the wrong side of GameStop. Mets stuff. are in there. Here's, oh, really? here, here's another thing sure. to keep in mind, Uh-oh. too. They doubled down yesterday. You, I, I think you know Trevor Mets Bauer ain't paying for shit. reasonably well enough to think that 
this is a guy who's not just about his brand, not just about social media, but he cares about the craft. He cares about pitching. He cares about being great. He cares about winning rings. If the Los Angeles Dodgers come out there and say, we'll give you a short-term deal, come get a ring with us. It's an awfully, awfully exciting thing for Trevor Bauer to have to consider. And the Dodgers would bring him in if it's the right price. It's just not going to be the $40 million price. So who's giving you that information? The Dodgers are giving you that information because Trevor's giving you no information. So now, or or maybe Trevor is giving me information. <laughs> oh! Or maybe he is Patrick McAfee. <laughs> ah, good for you, dude. All right, thank you so much for joining us. You're the best. Love you, buddy. Good having uh, good having the company here. Thanks for bringing me back. I really was getting sad. You ignored some of my texts. You're being a dick. No. Get out goes, Pat. Football oh, season, man. Hey, football season, dude. Baseball stinks, dude. Jet. 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 Jet, it's football season, dude. Feel the jet, man. Jet, it's football season. We had games on every single night this year, basically. I mean, there was not a lot of time. Oh, you're so lucky you had games on every night. Yeah, we have, we have a sport that people watch. I mean, there's a lot of things <laughs> <Yeah>. going on. <laughs> Is baseball back? No. Spring training starts here soon, but no. What are pitchers and catchers uh, reporting? Sports <laughs> <laughs> dead. Is that what's happening? Are we going into another? Is it going to be? Uh, is it going to be a different? Uh, There's going to be some beef. There's going to be some beef. What is it all? Just because the money lost here this past year? I the, the players are pissed that they only got paid thirty seven percent of what their salaries were supposed to be, and they're looking at their contract, and it says we got to play one sixty two. They want to play 162. On the other hand, COVID is worse in Arizona than it is anywhere in the country right now. And uh, there are some reasonable people there who say if we push things back a little bit, maybe that wouldn't be the worst thing in the world. So uh, they're trying to figure that out. It's, uh, as usual with baseball, not going great. Is Bob Manfred going to send a plethora of masks to Arizona to help out that community? Uh, Because it's now being reported that if you wear three masks... Mm -hmm. It's better than wearing two masks. So maybe that's something Bob Manfred and MLB should think about if they want to get these season and these games back. And uh, spring training is all in Arizona, right? Yeah, in Florida. And Florida. Send masks. All right? Need to put three masks on at a single time. What's going on, Nick? Jet, I got a softball question for you. (laughs) How bad are the Buccos going to stink this year? (laughs) And and hypothetical question, can uh, an owner have the team taken away from him? And a (laughs) follow-up. Is there ever a thought to do that with the Pittsburgh Pirates? Oh, that's good. <laughs> I don't think a team can be taken away from an owner. However, there have been teams that have fallen into bankruptcy in the past where the owner did have to sell. Here that said, when you Ball have Park. a payroll Ball at the Park's level that nice. the Pittsburgh Pirates do, it is fundamentally impossible to fall into bankruptcy. Mm-hmm. Uh, what the Pirates are doing right now is what the Astros did a few years ago. It's what the Cubs did a few years ago. They are bottoming out in a very (laughs) ugly fashion and going for young players and and hoping to rebuild uh, without the cheating. And that's uh, it's it's going to be a bad couple of years in Pittsburgh, but they've done very well in trades this offseason. Oh, you think they've done well? They've only done well so so they can get rid of those players again. They got those players – so that they can trade them again in the future whenever they potentially look like they're a good baseball player. That's what the Pittsburgh Pirates do, Jet. Do you even follow baseball? It's what the Tampa Bay Rays do, too, and they were in the World Series last year. And they lost. Is that like the spin zone? Is that the... That is a good point. I mean, that's a very good point. It's a very good point. And I don't know if it's accurate either because we're talking... I mean, fish out of water here speaking. (laughs) You know what I mean? But the Pirates stink. They've always stunk. 
whenever players get good, they not always, obviously. Barry Bonds, we just talked about it. But whenever they get a player that's good with this family, what's his family name? They own uh, Seven Springs. The Nottings. 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 The Nottings. They stink, dude. This team, this, this family stinks. Whenever people get good, they sell them off. They trade them off. We've had more people go on to have all-star careers after leaving the Pirates. And by, and by the way, they start here in Indianapolis at the yeah. at the, the AAA team, which is right there. I mean, it's just they stink. Can can you put in a word with Bob Manfred and say, hey, <laughs> let's get the Nutting family out of baseball so that the people of Pittsburgh can maybe potentially like the sport? Let Cuban buy the team. Let Mark Cuban buy the team. buy the team. Mark Cuban is a rich man and can buy the team at any point if he wants to. Yeah, he's waiting for his kids to grow up, and yeah. then he's potentially running for president yeah. now. Yeah, I mean, he's he's on. That's at least, what, a decade or so. Can, can we end this on a not depressing note, Pat? I don't it's baseball, like dude. Down like this. Yeah. It's baseball, bro. Ben Ben Charrington <laughs> is a very good general manager. It is baseball, dude. All right, Jet. I appreciate you, man. Is you writing new books? Any new books? Uh, but I got a story coming out next week that uh, I'm going to want to come on and talk about. So can okay. you can you promise to have Super me Bowl. on you next week? Do a dramatic week? reading of it. Super Bowl, week, dude. Jet Super Bowl week. Trust me. Oh, yeah. Super Bowl week, Jack. I mean, we're not going to Radio Row, so it's really no different than any other week. <laughs> <laughs> My man, ladies and gentlemen, we'll see you next week. Jeff Pack. Yeah. Yeah. That's a tease. Right. He's, fucked, a tease. his old buddy getting into the Hall of Fame? Yeah, what's he breaking? Unless he knows that Brady's got COVID or something, though. <laughs> I oh, mean. you think he's potentially dipping, <laughs> yeah, dipping his toes in the water? Freezes kids. Hey, there's a sport. There's a sport over here that people watch. I can go inside over there. <laughs> Find out. <laughs> we got to get to a break. 30 minutes in, hour two here. We'll get some phone calls on the other side. 1-888-MAD-DOG-6. <laughs> here on Sirius XM Channel 82, Mad Dog Sports <laughs> Radio. Jet Passion, what a dude. What a guy. I enjoy Jet. Yeah. Awesome. And I like that he took a shot at Ariel because mm-hmm. they're both at ESPN. They could potentially make good content over there if they just – that'd be an interesting move for them. Mm-hmm. To, potentially. You'd have to see that. Yeah. Those two are wrestling fans. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So they get it. Yeah. Mm-hmm. You know, like the – The entertainment aspect. Oh, hey. E. Of the, of the whole ordeal. Oh. Yeah. yeah. E. Mm-hmm. Yes. The E. The E. Huh. Of – ESPN. ESPN. Right. Interesting. Didn't know that. It is it's you had to look I had to look it up. That legit had to look it up and I was like, I wonder. Hmm. They like that big E then. Well oh. Zito. Zito, that is not true. Z. We watch every was single my mic on? Dude, it's on a yeah, day. We watch every single day. Was awesome. Z. Was Z. my Z. mic on. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, that was off. By the way, big shout out to Stephen A, a yeah. man who I legitimately enjoy the hell out of mm-hmm. for the shout out this morning appreciate you he wasn't happy with aaron's answer yesterday basically i think he wanted aaron as a big fan of aaron to say like yeah i would like a little bit more help or something yeah mm-hmm. which i can respect him wanting aaron to say that because by the way while aaron was giving his answer about the fourth and goal situation i also followed up with yeah but you're the fucking mvp we should give you the right ball. Yeah, I mean, I've been saying that for years, but, you know, hey, he said he's still got some conversations to have, so maybe he is still going to say that. We'll see. We'll see. Yesterday was awesome, man. There were 68,000 concurrent viewers. So Jeez. so whenever we tweet that out, I think people, 
you know, like six, eight thousand people. No, it's like I think we had three hundred and ninety live playbacks, which would be considered the views yesterday, or four hundred yeah. maybe yesterday live playbacks. Mm. Fucking absurd. Can't thank you people enough for watching this stupid ass shit. Now, granted, yesterday you didn't watch it for any of us. <laughs> <laughs> and I very much understand that. But man, this has been really cool. We interrupt this conversation to tell you that no matter what stage of life you're in, thinking about your financial future can evoke some pretty strong feelings. But did you know that people who work with a financial advisor feel more at ease about their finances and end up with 15% more money to spend in retirement on average? Now, thanks to Smart Asset, the service that over half a million people have trusted to help find an advisor, there's a free and easy path to help you find greater financial peace of mind. Smart Asset has built a safe, easy, and convenient tool to find vetted financial advisors in your area. So stop tossing and turning and take action today. Here's how it works. Begin by taking Smart Asset's short quiz, and within minutes, Smart Asset will match you with three pre-screened fiduciaries, each legally obligated to act in your best interest and each willing to do a no-commitment financial consultation. They'll also send you a free personalized retirement planning guide with actionable advice so you can feel confident in your next steps. Take control of your financial future today with Smart Asset. To receive your free personalized retirement planning report, go to smartasset.com slash McAfee. Your report will provide personalized insights on your retirement readiness, so visit Smart Asset, S-M-A-R-T-A-S-S-E-T dot com slash McAfee today. Back to the show. AJ, yesterday's conversation with Aaron Rodgers has sparked quite a conversation around the sports media world. A lot of people that had ideas and thoughts about what Aaron said and took his words for, you know, what they were in their way and kind of ran with it and thought and dreamt up cool ideas, which we participated in. Yeah. Mm-hmm. All the while stating that it didn't seem like anything was going to happen in the real world is not going to happen. But there was a lot of conversation about the end of that game. Should he add the ball? Does he want to be traded like Deshaun Watson? Because this Green Bay Packers team did not try to help this team at all last year after making the NFC Championship game and losing. They actually drafted his replacement. He goes on to have an MVP season. Does Aaron Rodgers want out? There's, there's, and then what team is he going to? Is he going to the Niners? Is he going to the Rams? They want to get rid of Goff. Is he going to the Colts? Hey, we started throwing Ooh, in mm-hmm. there. So all that happened, he comes on the show and he talks about, you know, the, the, the state of mind he was in, where he was at with the roller coaster and the state and what he meant by it and how the NFL is like that and who knows what can happen and remember they cut Peyton Manning at one point I mean this is and he went on to have break records and win a Super Bowl after that so now this morning the reaction is all over the place it has been awesome I don't know if you got a chance to watch it at all AJ it has been fantastic I've seen some of it I, I would like to see what Cowherd said questioning yeah. your integrity or what was it yeah I haven't seen it either and I'm a little bit worried now because I, I got like we got a bunch of tweets that said he because I, I assume because a lot of people say this, that we don't ask him hard enough questions. You know, we don't cross-examine him. And I believe he was probably referring to something like that. And uh, I'm a big Colin Coward fan, though. So, like, hey, like, by the way, him questioning my – I think you can absolutely question my journalistic credibility whenever somebody has zero journalistic credibility. <laughs> like, I don't think that, that that's wrong with it. But a lot of people say that we – like Skip Bayless this morning, for instance, Ooh, mm-hmm. said that we didn't ask him hard enough questions, anything like that, to follow up. Uh, but my favorite – about skip is 
He participated yes, he did. in the $20,000 giveaway on Twitter. Yeah. yeah. And he actually talked about it this morning on their show. Watching this trend for, I don't know, five or six hours. Hashtag thank you, Aaron. I was dumbfounded. <laughs> I was outraged. And I kept thinking, how could Packer Nation let him get away with what he just got away with? How could they be so gullible to let him flip the script on them? So I, I did. This is what I tweeted, if, if we could see it. He tweeted. Hashtag thank you, Aaron, for letting down Packer Nation in all five of your NFC championship games, even oh. the first one when you barely hung on to beat Caleb Haney, and oh. especially the last one in the fourth quarter against Brady and the Bucks. Thank you for so entertainingly deflecting any blame. Okay, so. <laughs> all right, so. <laughs> hey, that was awesome. Okay, whenever I saw that tweet, I mean, I believe I saw it first in here. I was pretty pumped up about it. I wanted him to potentially be in the running for one of the winners. Yeah. Yes. I wanted him to send us his Venmo. <laughs> you know what I mean? I wanted him to do that entire. I was really excited about it. And then when you read it, you're like, oh, this is the most Skip Bayless thing of all time. Mm -hmm. But there's some people, I guess, that get very upset that Skip Bayless says that type of stuff. I mean, I laughed hysterically. I wanted him. I, I actually, because the boys are picking the winners. Uh, I think Zito, Mitt, uh, Connor, I believe a lot of people have already started picking the winners. One person will win $10,000. 20 people will win $500 for the hashtag. Thank you, Aaron, for thanking Aaron for coming on the show this year and giving us incredible conversations, not for duping Packer Nation yeah. into thinking, but, but, but for coming on. So whatever the case, uh, I, I enjoyed it a lot because it's the most Skip Bayless thing of all time. But I assume that Skip Bayless is the reason why Aaron potentially hasn't enjoyed conversations with a lot of media people. Like, not just Skip in particular, but the genre of Skips, which is, I find very entertaining. I would like to let everybody know I find it entertaining. But I would assume that that is, if it's about you, you could probably see how, like, oh, I hate this person. Or not this, like, people that do this. So I could see both different ways here. I don't know if that's how Aaron feels or not, but I could see how, if I was Aaron, I would feel that way. Well, don't you feel like, at least as people that consume, like, what Skip Bayless does, I feel like getting upset and getting mad and, and voicing your displeasure, that's like, okay, that's a, that's like a hack bit now. Like, that's 10 years ago, getting mad at Skip Bayless publicly, I feel like, don't you? Yeah, I agree. I mean, it, it, I, I had a run in with Skip on the internet. Um, he obviously mocks kickers and punters all the time. Mm -hmm. And uh, I told him, I, I asked, this was years ago. I, this years ago, I sent him, I said, we all hate you too or whatever, you know, guys that get on TV, wear makeup, and say dumb things or whatever. And I tweeted that, and it got some pretty good action. And I was like, <laughs> all right, I'm going to have to potentially face the music here with this one. Like, I'm going to have to <laughs> mm -hmm. potentially go face-to-face -face with Skip, and, you know, like, uh, we'll see how this goes. It never happened. But I've, I enjoy because I'm a wrestling fan, right? I've always been a wrestling fan. So I, I very much, and it's hard, I guess, people that aren't wrestling fans and then grow up like, oh, you're supposed to hate this person, but this person is a necessity because without this person, you can't like this person, right? So, like, without that, so that's how I have always viewed, like, the, the, the hot take takers. It's like, okay, this person has to exist because then these people can't. It just, that's how I view it. But I think Skip is, a, is he's up there in the top tier. I think he's maybe Hall of Fame in that type of profession. Mm -hmm. Oh, yeah. Hey, I'm going to get a lot of people to hate me, and I'm just going to be cool with it, and I'm just going to keep it moving. That is what he is at the top level of, top level of. Yeah, but don't you feel like the difference is when you're talking about professional wrestling, we know, people know these guys are playing a character. It may be a version, an exaggerated version of themselves, possibly. Like, what is Skip doing? Is this Skip, or is this a character that Skip is playing? Do we? I honestly don't know. Oh, I never even thought that was potentially real Skip. 
I don't know. I, I it, he's a very very good actor, and he is all in. I do give him a lot of respect. Oh, so you're saying if that's not if this isn't real, Skip, he's got to be incredibly bought into the bit at this point. Yeah, I mean he is all in. He is all in. We know that he's not backing off anything. Wow. I feel like, and just yeah, I mean this is I don't know. So quick at getting people to hate him. Yeah, yeah. You know what I mean? Easy. It's good luck. You know what? I, you know what I do like about all of it is that something that happened on this show that you throw up. Oh, I'm going to give money away. Hashtag got an actual segment on their show too. I love it. They had to sit down probably in a pre-production meeting and talk about it and say, hey, this is going to be a. Uh, this is going to be our B block right here where I'm going to go and I'm just going to annihilate <laughs> Pat McAfee and what they do and Aaron Rodgers. Okay. What's, what's, what's block C? Uh, well, that's kind of – the interesting thing is the only – part because we watch that show, Shannon. I love Shannon. Yeah, he's yeah. the man. I think he's Shannon awesome. is very talented at what he does. Like, And once again, I enjoy wrestling, so I, I like – I enjoy that type of stuff, especially with sports. I love sports. So, I mean, I don't take it as like, okay, this is gospel. This is how I should feel about things. But I take it for what it is. I love – We the only thing I didn't like is like, man, you guys used our shit every Wednesday. Basically. Yeah. And then they said, is this on Mondays he does this? Or it's like, come on. Hey, yeah. you know. You know. Yeah. Hey, hey, Skip, look at me. You know, Okay. <laughs> I know you know, you know I know, okay? We know, and we're appreciative of you running our shit every single Wednesday, basically. And I'm very thankful for that because I like that we're adding to the world, but hey, is it on Monday? Don't you start doing that. Come on. Don't be doing that. Come on. Don't you be doing Don't that. Do it. Skip's been doing this a long time, by the way. He's been getting people riled up for a long time. What, LeBron does something, he immediately. <laughs> yeah. LeBron yeah. Like, gave a school back to Cleveland or whatever. He's like, <laughs> Michael Jordan would have done Not six of them. Saws him down. <laughs> it's awesome. It's, it's just, it's incredible. He's like a maestro up there, yeah. you know? But if, if it's really him, man, what, what a way to live. And if it's a character, congrats. Yeah, he's, he's, a pro- <laughs> <laughs> he's a professional pissant. I mean, that's really all there is to it, you know. And, it, it, like, uh, people getting mad about it. I mean, I guess, like, it, when you when you go from being a fan to, like, start doing what we do, then it's just kind of like, okay, Skip, I know what you're doing. Well, yeah, I know what you're doing. But it's all, he's doing it very well, by the way. Oh, yeah, okay. for sure. Another, hey, by the way, Mark Madden needs to be talk, yes. tossed into that uh-huh. top tier. Yeah, for sure. And by the way, that is not... I don't. It's twenty four seven. If it is with Mark Matt, <laughs> yeah. that guy, he was trending the other night because he went to war with the Watts. It was fucking wild. Has that died down at all? Or like, have we got a conclusion? Like anything happened? I'm not sure. We listened into the show. It was during a. We listen to Mark Madden <laughs> relatively daily around here. Just either background noise or like we'll catch in. Sometimes we'll hear what he's saying, but. I'm not sure if it's died down or not. Sources are sources, and then the Steelers got involved. Yeah, I mean, it's just, it's awesome. It's all, but you got to take it for what, like, hey, like that is, I don't know. That's what he thrives. Like they thrive Probably. in adversity. They thrive when people are coming at him. I guess people are taking Alex Jones for real, though. You know what I mean? Yeah. <laughs> and that's like that's the issue I would assume with every other potential person like that. Like instead of viewing them as even if that is them twenty four seven, let's go ahead and just put them in in our minds as characters. Okay, that is just a character that's in your life. That is either a television show or a movie, which is how I view it. When that character comes in, oh, I'm I'm enjoying this. Part. They're gonna stir, and then they leave, and it's like, all right, that was a good little scene there. Let's go ahead and just, <laughs> you know what I mean? Let's just keep it going. Like that is, I think that is how I view almost everything, and I believe that's because I watched, and I've said it four uh-huh. times. I think it's because I watch wrestling, and you can always tell if when people come on this show if they watch wrestling or not. You can always tell if they're okay with doing whatever. You know, it's just like you just gotta view them and keep moving. But whenever Gizline. <laughs> <laughs> Ding dong. 
<laughs> I never. <laughs> I can't believe that guy. Alex Jones. So we got Alex Jones, Skip Bayless. Double M. Double M. There's a couple others we've got to keep our eyes on, you know? Mm-hmm. Let's not get too overreacted here. Let's just take it for what it is, which is incredibly entertaining. Yeah. Is there a young Skip Bayless? Does he have an understudy? <laughs> Brumley. <laughs> yeah. yeah. We had a guy named Brumley who worked for us. He was a good dude, man. Whenever we were with uh, DeZone for a year or whatever, he was with us. He had come from, I believe, Fox Sports. Yeah. And he's like, he's in the, uh, like the take the take game. The yeah. take, he's in Love the take game. Loves hot takes. Like, loves them. He was one of the most cool people I've ever encountered, to be honest with you. Just talking to him, he, he had a different brain. He, I think, if he had the opportunity, he would, if he worked on it. Now, he would have to be very comfortable, mm-hmm. very confident. But he, I think he could be that type of, just the way, <laughs> the way he can view something and immediately flip it into being something terrible. Just immediately the worst thing of all time if you want to. That is a real talent. That is, that is a, I, don't, I don't have it. I wish I did. And then I'd be a better journalist. I yeah. think that's what we're all learning. Huh. Mm-hmm. I think that's what we're all learning. Yeah, I wonder how you pick and choose if you are one of those guys. How do you pick and choose, hey, this is someone I'm going to – I'm on their I'm on their team, I'm on board with them, and this, some, this is somebody that no matter what they do, on or off the field, on or off the court, I'm going to kill them. Well, Ben Roethlisberger helped Mark Madden's mom. Mm-hmm. That's right. Whenever he was new to the city or whatever. So Mark saw that Ben was an incredibly nice guy helping an older lady or something like that. So he seemed to always potentially give him a little bit of a pass, and people said that. But Mark, Mark has rules is rules. Mark Madden is mm-hmm. Mark. He has, you know, he will be critical of Ben, but I do believe there's certain potential things he hasn't come after. I mean, we've known him a long time. It feels like I don't know how they pick and choose. It's interesting to watch. This is just whoever is liked the most. They just have to hate the most. Isn't it just that type of? That uh, seems like the, the right math. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. They're great at it, though. Awesome. I, don't, I don't know how you do it. Could you imagine opening your Twitter and everybody's just telling you the uh, you? Yeah, I could. <laughs> <laughs> I forgot Diggs has been diving. <laughs> yeah. Diggs has been diving yeah. into that world a little bit. Two front war. Hey Zito, what is the poll for today? Oh, uh, today we had an MLB poll. Does Barry Bonds belong in the Hall of Fame? Twenty-one point four percent said nope. Seventy-eight point six says yep. Yeah, well, this is very interesting. I'm happy to see that the internet is pulling for old Barry Bonds. Yeah. Yeah. Well, a lot of people below said PDs get him out. Well, that's what the Hall of Fame voters. Have you heard this shit with baseball, AJ? Yeah, how the writers that no one got in the Hall of Fame this year? Nobody. We ain't letting any of them in. You don't play baseball how we want you to play baseball? Hmm. There's a character clause, brother, and you ain't got no shot. Now, (laughs) they're not diving back into the history of baseball where, you know, there was probably some humans that weren't great in the Hall of Fame already. Are we incorporating the character clause Two people have already been in. Are we doing a full deep dive? Are we going into the uh, files that we have behind, uh, you know, like in, in police offices, the evidence? Are we going in and diving through rumors, stories, potential anything that happened that could potentially uh, uh, defame the MLB Hall of Fame? I mean, are we doing that or are we just we taking a stand now? But it's almost like when you think about like censorship, what if there's a character clause? Each person that votes is going to have a different opinion on what, like, okay, What's if I is? robbed a gas station when I was 15, does that keep me out of the Hall of Fame? Yep. If I'm a Barry Bonds, like, compared to somebody, like, that did something maybe much worse, <laughs> like, what, 
what is bad enough to keep you out of there? What you steal? <laughs> uh, pack of Bubblicious. I think that's fine. They've made a lot of money. Yeah. Okay. What if you, what if you knocked out the clerk though on your way? Okay. With say? a with a yeah. uh, hard mic. With a hard <laughs> mic or uh, was that what it was? No, twisted tea. Oh yeah. Oh. With a twisted tea. Is that mm-hmm. what I'm knocking out the person with? Or a Zima? Yeah. Oh jeez. Oh, it really depends. Yeah. That guy with that guy. Oh, oh man, he just had exploded. He on told his him. Face. He, he gave him a couple chances. He Don't do it. Yeah. <laughs> Don't do it. I live. <laughs> ha! The internet man. That guy died. Let's take some phone calls, shall we, AJ? Let's do it. Let's go to Kenny in Long Island. What's going on, oh, Kenny? Ooh, you hear that Kenny accent? Would. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That's good. Got out Long Island. Um. Pat, what's up, buddy? First time, long time. You inspired me to start my own gambling podcast, so thank you for that. Here we go. I hope you're winning, Kenny. If you want hockey bets, you know where to listen. Everyone follow Diesel's best bets on Insta. Second thing, get the bag of McDonald's off your underneath your desk. Got to hide the evidence, my friend. Actual question, AJ Hawk. Did you like playing linebacker, the will side linebacker in a 4-3, or did you like switching over to the mic? All right, shut the fuck up, Diesel. <laughs> Listen, the McDonald's bag was here because it was a gimmick Jeremy Pruitt <laughs> was handing Diesel. out McDonald's bags. You son of a bitch. And by the way, I'm on intermittent fasting. I'm, I believe the rules state that I am allowed to eat whatever. Hell right? yeah. I have lost some weight on that. I do appreciate Quarter that. Quarter after the show. And Kenny Diesel bets. I'll follow along, but I'll tell you what, pal. Better have some winners. Yeah, how did he not just drop a winner if he was... Nah, fuck that. That guy podcast. doesn't represent Long Island. Yeah, he does. Diesel he does, yeah. man, He does. That is that. Long Island. That's your fuck guy. That is Long Island. That's, that's the Islanders. Kenny Diesel, take a walk into the fucking sound and drink. No, 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 no. That's Whoa. your guy. Jeez. Holy. Let's go to Logan in Jacksonville. What's going on, Logan? Logan Paul. Hey, what's going on, Patty Cake, AJ, the boys? How we doing on this glorious hump day? Hey, not too shabby, Logan. What do you want to talk about, pal? Hey, bud, I'm back to uh, talk about college football's most underrated player in Kadarius Tony. I just got two quick things about him, all right? So, first of all, uh, he absolutely demolished the senior bowl. I mean, we can't have it. <laughs> I mean, we can't have it, Logan. Man, what's going on back there? been in here before. This isn't the combine, dude. Hey, uh, Logan, okay? <laughs> I'll need your fucking eyes on film at the senior bowl, okay? Come on. All right. There is Tony's measurables were insane, though. <laughs> <laughs> what he do? What he do? Just climbing every board. What do you do? What do you do? The Patriots are going to take my fifty. He was like 5'10", 175. Burning. <laughs> Great vert. Burning down the field. Really? Yeah. yeah. He, hey, good for Katerius Tony. <laughs> and good for his fucking agent that just called in there. <laughs> what if that was his agent, by the way? That'd be awesome. Power good play. Yeah, good right. play. Smart. Who is this guy? Uh, Florida wide receiver. Yeah. Number one. Oh, because Pitt's got all the all the balls. Tony got a lot of them, too. Yeah. Who's number one? Was number one. He's yes. the guy that called in. Yes. Yeah. Same guy. He's the next Tyree Kill, he said. Yes. Uh, I, I really that. hope that was his agent. If that was his agent, I love that guy. What a great agent. To <laughs> yeah. start, like, to, we just call in shows randomly throughout like the next couple months. Let me put a southern accent on him. <laughs> hey, listen, this guy's unbelievable. <laughs> I'll hang up and listen. That's a great move, by the way. Shout out to that agent. Yeah. Shout out. Shout out. Shout out. Let's go to Hench in New York. What's going on, Hench? Last name, man. How you doing, fellas? How we doing on this hump day? Hey, not too shabby. How are you? I'm doing all right. First thing first, I think Coward's a little envious that you can do so well at what you're doing with this job, not to mention 193 punts inside the 20 on your career, and then you can just take over a show like that. Anybody ever talk about it? Anybody ever talk about it? Now, listen, I am not – Colin Cowherd 
and I do a very different show. That is not something we are not in competition or whatever. I am a fan of his. But the 193 pie, I mean, are we not fucking talking about it? Yeah. I mean, let's talk about it. A little touch something there. To talk about. I didn't have much early in the career, by the way. I had to find it. <laughs> I was blasting balls into the end zone. No problem at all. All right, hey man, put them right down at the goal line. Well, late in the career, yeah, earlier it was, it was a tough go. What do you, what do you want to talk about? So I have a question for both you and uh, AJ. I just want to know what was like a, a defining moment for both of you guys in the career, like when you knew you made it, kind of like an awestruck moment, like, holy shit, I'm here. Great question, Hench. Mine was uh, at a roulette table in uh, French Lake, Indiana. <laughs> Red 18. Your thought, AJ? I don't know if I had like a – one moment it was obviously I, I think when i saw brett Favre in the locker room for the first time was a oh. wake up like oh okay yeah this is real <laughs> whoa yeah that, that i guess the first time whenever you're a rookie they walk you through the the facilities you know and you're kind of seeing everybody that's a real moment that's a very very real moment but you don't feel like you're part of the team yet you're just like an outsider almost yeah you're actually watching the team you're yeah. you're walking through like <laughs> all right we'll see you guys about a week or so we're gonna they're gonna take us into the kitchen now <laughs> <laughs> Can't thank you enough for choosing to listen to this show. A lot of shows out there. A lot of them. A lot of things you could potentially listen to and have listened to for like the last whatever, however long this show was. Four or five years. Three, four, five years. But the fact that you, well, I'm talking about today's show. Today's show is not three, four, five years. No, no. Wow. You're right. No. Some points it maybe felt like it, and we appreciate you for getting through that. (laughs) Yeah. Uh, but thank you so much. We're going to continue to try to do this and hopefully put out riveting content with high journalistic standards. Mm-hmm. A lot of integrity. A lot of integrity. And uh, we hope you continue to rock with us. Please be a friend. Tell a friend. A little guerrilla marketing out there. Boots on the ground. Let's continue to grow this thing. We appreciate the hell out of you. We'll be back, Mignon. A big show tomorrow. Yeah, huge show tomorrow. Loving those guests. Loving them. Ty, uh, please... Play uh, some independent music and propel these people into a beautiful Wednesday night. Big thanks, Chris Weber, for joining us. Sean Murphy Bunting for joining us. Mm-hmm. Jet Passon joining yeah. us. AJ, I mean, this big thanks to all of you for taking time to listen. And big thanks to all of them for taking time to talk. Ty, please play some independent music. We'll be back manana.